your sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant? God damn it, Gump! You're a goddamn genius! That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160. You are goddamn gifted, Private Gump. Listen up, people! Now, for some reason, I fit in the army like one of them round pegs. It's not really hard. You just make your bed real neat and remember to stand up straight and always answer every question with, Yes, Drill Sergeant. Is that clear? Yes, Drill Sergeant! And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think was this in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and that's it. Well, kind of. <laughs> kind of. If you were yeah. listening, you know we have a special guest joining us. Ellie's not going to be here for a few weeks. Uh. Um she has failed some sort of a drug. No, it's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh she's just people are busy. Yeah. People are busy, and uh, and so we will miss Ellie. But in the meantime, we hope we have some some things that can uh, help uh, yeah. alleviate alleviate the absence somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. So that's what we will be doing this week. But today we are looking at episode number eighty seven. Eighty seven. Forrest Gump. Hey. I apologize uh, if I sound different. I've just been crying. <laughs> yeah. um, well, here's something that we can maybe turn that around. Once again, I'm here to say that we've had our best month ever. Yeah. Again, yeah. It's it's going really, really wow. well. So if you're out there, wherever you are, thank you very much, including but not limited to the following places where we are charting. Cool. That would be in Canada, Ta-da-da. in Australia, Did Germany, I? in Denmark, the Netherlands, New Zealand, South Africa, Singapore, Finland. Uh, let's go ahead and talk the Czech Republic. Wow. Number 25 in Ghana. Number 12 in Uganda. Number four in Paraguay. We're also on go here number three in south korea number two in wow. saudi arabia number 24 in switzerland number i don't know if i said malaysia 10 in no. malaysia 11 in nigeria uh let's say number 22 here at home in the uk Woo. number 81 in the united states that's not bad and we left the light on number one sierra leone oh thank Woo. you sierra leone and number 212 in all podcasts of all kinds in sierra leone that is that's amazing. cool that is amazing i'm just it's, yeah. it's amazing i'll tell you what else is amazing yeah. and that was our conversation with simon callow in the interview so uh, was. and the episode that was forwarded to a funeral that was uh sublime it was a weird thing to look back and go it it? feels like more than a week ago i did that that's amazing that we talked about it a little bit a week and a half since we spoke to him that feels longer than that and oh and the conversation we had with him and you know the insight he gave us. the insight he gave just phenomenal so if you haven't tracked that down please do even if you just go and listen to the interview there's a timestamp. i tell you exactly where it starts it's worth giving a listen simon callow's up i i think simon callow's about to be a big deal Wow, yeah, like yeah, more yeah. so than already. Hawkeye. He's in Hawkeye. Yeah, and I think from the set, he was very coy with he, he with because he's limited on what he can say, oh, and I don't think you're limited on what you can say if you're a bit part. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he's about to become really well known uh, on both sides of the Atlantic and again. with a younger generation again. Yeah, yeah, yeah so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So check that one out. Uh, also check out we did a lot last week. Shang Chi. We did. We did. Uh, Shang-Chi, sorry. The Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, Doctor Who, are you my mummy? Ethan and I released that. <laughs> Quiz Night 3, Quiz Night with a Vengeance. We recorded that. That will be dropping this coming Friday. So Ooh. check all that stuff out. And a Wizards are like five-day warning to get in your real roundtable back to school top five movies. 
If you have not heard us before, all we want from you at Best Film Ever Pod, that's our Twitter account. That's where you can reach us here at the BFE. We want you to list in order your top five school-related movies. It can be primary school or elementary school. It can be high school. It can be university. All those are up for grabs. Cool. Okay? So your top five. Don't be like Ed. Get your picks in today. <laughs> I'm not sure if Ed has his picks in yet. Although Ooh. some people are going, I'm getting mine in now, so don't forget. I'm like, good shout. Yeah, that is. So let's do some reflections and corrections, shall we, shall we, shall we? Yeah. Um, remember Passenger 57 we talked about last week? Yes. On something. So something that we talked about. We uh-huh. talked about her. Um, and I said Passenger 57, and we were like, no, Liz Hurley. I'm like, yes, I know Liz Hurley, but there was another actress. Her name was Alec Datcher. Alex Datcher as the female lead in Passion of 57. She went on to do like nothing else of note. Oh, okay. But she was the female romantic lead in that. So it wasn't Halle Berry. It wasn't Halle Berry. (laughs) I haven't pushed the volume yet. Ah, Here we go. Wait for the turn off and then we'll do. Oh, let's just turn off myself. There you go. Hit the button now. You want to do it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. There's a mistake. Yeah, you might want to get used to that. This one, I, 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 I got a couple of things to confess this well, week. To be so. fair, you, you do talk a lot. I do talk a lot. I'm not pushing the button for that though. No. Um, we something we talked about Georgia and see when we do a see it or skip it, it's really really hard because you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to say that, and it's like you can't say that yet because they're not. And George yes. will say something. And I said leave it for after the break, and then we didn't. We never. Did oh, and I, and I, I, I thought about it. I don't think it's a huge spoiler. So if you don't want to hear the smallest of joke spoilers, and it's not even a joke, it's an Easter egg joke. Yeah. They have to be aware. So in Shang-Chi, Simu Liu, who plays Shang, uh, goes ahead and he's he's mistaken for being Korean. And he goes, hey, I'm not Korean. And the reason this is funny is because in Kim's convenience, they are Korean. Oh, I see. So yes, I yes. think that's a little inside joke. And George was trying to make that last time. Yeah. And I went, no, 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 do, no. Do it, after the it. break. And what yeah. we need to do in that situation, Georgia, right is down. we need to get used to writing it down so yeah. we don't forget it after the break. Because it happens. Hey, I'll start writing everything down now. You ha- you are a, you are a fiend with, a, with, with a notebook there. Oh, I am, aren't I? Uh, I can stop taking notes is what I've learned. <laughs> I'll just throw it to you and be like, Liam, walk us through the film. Whether um, I can read or not. I'll say this about Four Weddings and a Funeral. It was a long episode, but it's an episode I'm very proud of. The interview I was very proud of. Me yeah, it went a touch longer than I would have liked to have gone. Yeah, but... It was a personal Simon one. Simon Callow. Lots of good stories yeah. in there, too. I was like, I don't really feel like cutting too much. Uh, exactly. So if it was a king-size one, hey, if you got all the way through it, God bless you. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. Um, we tried to make them all that long, but uh, that one was one I was just like... It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to release the Simon Callow interview separately. I thought they, they, they needed to be part of the same yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, do priests get nervous at weddings, we asked. <laughs> well, you asked, I think, specifically, Liam. Yeah. I got a message from the good old Reverend Bruce. Hey. Hello, Reverend. Uh, yeah. Who said to me, uh, I'm just trying to bring up, I took a screen cap of it, uh, just a comment about four weddings and a funeral. Not a correction, but a fun elaboration. When the new rector, uh, like, I mean, it's priest, is screwing up his words at the first wedding, it is true. When you do a wedding, you are incredibly nervous. But what makes it more funny, which you would know, is that at a wedding, which you would not know, sorry, is that at a wedding, the rector pastor has the easiest job. Everyone else is a bundle of nerves where something will go wrong. I always tell them something will go horribly wrong. But you are still married when it's over. My job is easy when I do a wedding, which makes it even more funny. But the guy is nervous and he is messing up so much when he is the one who has it easy. Thanks a lot, Reverend Bruce. Appreciate that. Still on holiday, but still sending some BFE content. Thanks a lot, (laughs) Rev. Thank you. Rev. Rev. (laughs) Uh, Thanks a lot, Reverend Bruce. Uh, So on that note, uh, John from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Do you remember John? He's the one who was like... um, 
you know, um, rumor has it your wife never stopped sleeping with so-and-so. Oh, well, yeah. the, the almost bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. The credits refer to him as John with the unfaithful wife. Ooh. <laughs> so there we go. So I guess he was, the wife was unfaithful. So I'm assuming at the end when we see him again, he's single. Must be. When he goes, what about the, uh, you know, it's a shame he never stagnant. He goes, oh, we did, we did, we did. We didn't think it would be appropriate these days. <laughs> I think he's single again at that yeah, point. Although I would like to have the movie made that a bit more clear. Um, we got into a conversation, Liam. Go on. My name's Scarlett, like Scarlett O'Hara, only far less trouble. And he says, my name is... Red. Or Red. Yeah. I went and looked up the, 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 the screenplay. Go on. It says Rhett. Woo! There's a mistake. I think I made. Do you know, I've never seen the film either. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I went ahead and went, well, maybe this is like, maybe this is like not a real one. Because some of the lines weren't perfect. Oh, okay. Because it said, well, of course you're not. Because Robin Williams is American. When in the movie, we know it's Steve Martin. Yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> and then I went ahead and thought to myself, self, Simon Callow told us about a line he changed. Mm. I wonder if I can find the line. Because surely if you were just copying this off the internet or off, off a DVD, yeah. you'd copy that part word for word. And it's not Brigadoon, bloody Brigadoon. It's Macbeth sodding Macbeth. Wow. So that was that's it. That's the original screen. Yeah, it's one of the earlier drafts of the screenplay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it is ret and not red. I sit corrected metaphorically i stand corrected but literally i, I sit corrected i have no idea where that was in the back of my brain i have no idea yeah on that note my sister tells me my mom used to make us meringues i don't know <laughs> I, but i said like well, people in north america wouldn't know this i'd like to remind my sister that we lived in england for a, for a number of years so <laughs> mom's true. not independent of that so i don't yeah. know and then uh, one last thing georgia made the claim last week Tim Allen is the best movie Santa Claus. I know no one agrees with me. Uh, no one's not the right word, I don't think. No. But I'm going to go ahead and look it up here on the BFE poll. Oh, no. BFE <laughs> poll. And it says, is Tim Allen the best movie Santa ever? Literally a two to one ratio. Two thirds of our audience say no. No. One third says yes, which actually surprises me. Oh, I reckon oh, that's thanks, a With 57 votes that so many said yes. I guess because Tim Allen was the big corporate movie Santa Claus at that so. time. I think that caused a different generation, like I say. And this got me into an argument with some people. And um, I, I can talk about that a little bit as we go. Well, not argument, a friendly argument. But still one that I had. A debate. That would yeah. be a good way to put it. So there we go. Let's do our shout outs. Juline from It Goes Down Julene. in the PM. Always a big fan of uh, all the feedback and engagement she gives us. Yeah, Ed from the Film Effect Pod. Thanks so much. Weed, Wine, and True Crime, who I think got married yesterday. Woo. Legit. Yeah. I was like, is that legit? It is yeah. legit. Congratulations. So congratulations. Our poet laureate. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who was a little bit interested in our Graham Norton conversation. Hey, I'm five foot eight. <laughs> Does that make me a small man? And I've thought about how diplomatic about this I want to be. And I've just decided in the end, um, well, it doesn't make you a tall man. I'll say that much. <laughs> I'm going to say you're on the tall side of short. So, yes, you're a small man. But amongst the tall men, you're small. So you're a tall, small. So what's that make me if I'm five foot nine? Medium size. <laughs> you're on the lower side of medium size man. Okay. Was, uh, yeah, you're just normal. I'm on the lower side of normal. You uh, just, uh, you just, you just clip the mark there. You know, got... average for a woman is five five. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm five two. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. And you would define yourself as a short woman. As a short woman. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee. That's NBC. <laughs> who t- said that poetry was her worst module when doing her degree. 
Oh. I don't remember what my worst was for English anyway. I never did it wouldn't a degree. Have been poetry. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I wasn't good at poetry. Oh, until so everything I know about poetry, system. I sat down. I remember at university going, I'm not good at poetry. So I sat down and looked at this poem and went, how am I going to figure out how to do this? Because I'm looking around to the left and right and going, well, no one else is here. I'm probably going to be bespoke. And we didn't have like YouTube. YouTube wasn't Yay. that level yet. So I'm going, hmm. And so I devised, yeah, a system. But I was like, because I always thought once you get poetry, you just read it. It becomes painfully obvious. <laughs> and looking back, going, no, you actually have to have a system. It's like it's like a crime scene, and you have to like have know to what to look it. for the clues and go, yeah. where are these things? And there's a whole sequence that I do in a specific order in order to unpack a poem. Oh, okay. I go in blindfolded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know um, what's coming out of my mouth? <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Paul and Griff for all the love, who says you guys keep knocking it out of the park. Aww. Then call this elite. Aww. And used a gif of uh, of Adam Cole, baby, from uh, All Elite Wrestling. Speaking to- of uh, knocking it out of the park, uh, Halloween's coming up. My costume might have something to do with that. Just saying. There we go. Wow. Uh, to which point, I sent a little gif back of CM Punk saying, if I use this, what does it say about us? <laughs> and he goes, you guys are the best in the world. I said, maybe we just like ice cream bars. <laughs> maybe that's all it is CM Punk's big on ice cream cars Dan Mackholtz buddy he's wrestled his match that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> he's wrestled the match wrestled the match uh, film sorry real film reviewed podcast for the love that's a new one I think so thanks so much thank you uh, Carlo who features on our quiz night quiz night with a vengeance which drops on Friday check that out uh, even the score who acknowledged the fact that we have female hosts and said if you want a good yeah. show of female hosts check this one out bad week to brag about it we're down 50% yeah, yeah. so our female host. Yay! There we go. Hey. Uh, re- I'll split my session half. Sure, so female host. So recasted re- 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 podcast, and this is who I think I ruffled a few feathers. Question the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus was like Hook or Mrs. Doubtfire, which uh, people said, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's sacrilege. This, these are much better movies. And I went, no, no, no. I think it's a result of someone going that we've got a certain type of movie that you feel comfortable about because it's your childhood. And therefore, we overly romanticize them, whether it's less than or, or greater than. Yeah, we, we romanticize do. movies more than they are. Of course we do. I like Dustin Hoffman and Hook. I don't mind Hook at all. I do. I Mrs. Like Doubtfire's it. okay, but there are no people will go. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire is the best Robin Williams movie. I'm like, okay, that's just garbage. No, 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 you need no, to no. watch Dead Poets Society. You yeah. need to watch Good Will Hunting. One you need to watch some over. real films. Yeah. So there we go. So as we said, Ellie's not here this week, but we did have a guest earlier in the year who was foolish enough to say, "If you ever need an extra person, I'd be more than happy to come hang out." And I, I'm, we're very glad and lucky to be joined yeah. once again by the director and co-writer of Northwood Pie, Jason. Salahi. Hello, Jay. How you doing? Hey, how are you guys? Good to be back. Uh, I'm glad you uh, actually called me back to join. I was waiting for it. <laughs> you know, this, this officially makes you a friend of the podcast now. You know that, right? Good. I hope so. We're getting our theme park trips. You, we're supposed to go to Alton Towers. That's, hey, that's like, right. That's, we will. Which button do you we want will. to push? Oh, this one. Sticker worthy. I guess, I guess, that's not. Thank you. That's not what that button's for. That button's for we're going to send you a sticker. Yeah, we send him a sticker. Okay. <laughs> we'll take your address at some point. Liam will <laughs> give us a weekly update about where, where you know. We'll probably get it next the, Easter. Yeah. <laughs> it does take a while for them to go. Oh, by the way, we owe Ed one from the Film Fit Podcast as well. Oh, okay. I've, got, I've got the address. I'll yeah, give it okay. to you. I'll deliver it by hand, if not. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, um, how things been going with you? We're halfway through a shout-out, so we're going to put that on pause for a minute. How, how things been going with you? Things been going pretty well. Just um, working on the next movie I was telling you guys about, writing that. And uh, mm-hmm. I work as an assistant most of the time on film sets, like commercials and promos. And I've been doing a lot of that. It's finally starting to 
get back, which I know things are getting worse, but it seems like a lot of jobs are going. But the good thing is I get tested every week for work and, you know, everyone, the film sets are pretty well done and organized. So no, it's nice that the industry is opening back up and I've just been working on, uh, you know, hopefully getting future stuff and raising money for next summer to shoot my next movie. Next oh, summer. Hey, we have a timeline now. That's, that's, that's really exciting to Brilliant. hear. Brilliant. Absolutely. That was horror based. You said, right? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be, but not like a full-blown horror movie. I mean, it's going to be horror, but I don't want it to be like from beginning to end horror. You know, it's going to have moments of lightheartedness and kind of still like a, a rom-com coming-of-age movie, but it's going to have horror sequences in it. So Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. We're just going to go ahead and finish up some shout-outs really quickly for about five minutes, and uh, then we'll hop into Mrs. Doubtfire, if that's all right. Um, so really quickly, we want to thank, uh, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, Adam Y, Malice After Midnight, Cinema Recall, The Soul Wizard Podcast, Our Man Neil. Our Man Neil is part of the post wrestling group of people who, uh, I should say their man Neil, cause he's, they say our man, but he's not, it's, it's kind of a thing. Anyway, thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, check out the trivia night, Stu World Order, who uh, was on the trivia night and wants me to come on the pod, which is Ooh, quite nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. And then it's for shame. Uh, Ellie's not here because Kirsty, my sister, wanted to comment that she might be tied with Ellie for Hugh Grant fandom, uh, but commented on forwardings in a funeral that the film was very nostalgic for a terrific episode. She was absolutely smitten with Simon Callow. What a lovely guest. Oh, and she's is. looking forward to the dissection of Forrest Gump. And just really quickly, it's fantasy football week one. Week one. I'm against Georgia. There's no point in me getting excited. Liam's Liam's gonna get beaten by Dude Love Mountain. Yeah. And then Ellie's against Ed from Film Effect. So last time I checked, Georgia, I think I was winning like 75% to 25%. Yes, it's now at 8822. 80 it can't be 8822, that makes 110. That's better. So yeah, I think I'm I'm the voices of reason are marching towards a one and oh record this this week. Even though my boy Carla Murray's doing well. I haven't looked it's at anything. Enough. I haven't yeah. looked at anything. So there we go. And you are up in the Kyler Murray jersey. I am. I so am. there we go. To be fair, have you seen your predicted points? Uh, wow. Yeah. I would usually be winning. I told you I was excellent. I would usually yeah. be winning. There we go. He's, he's predicted 199 points. Yeah. And, so. As weird as it sounds, if you want to check out the, we did an episode on our fantasy football draft and people are downloading this. Like it's done really well today. I'm really surprised. I guess a little bit of the behind the scenes nature of the BFE. So check it out. It's available for you. If you're so inclined, we also have on Alex from Main Street Finance. We have on, I think it's Amanda from the SIP list and Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews. So that was a good time. I enjoyed that. Liam, I don't know if you remember the... I don't you, think Liam remembers those. You sound so miserable in that episode. <laughs> hey, I was concentrating and I did not. I was trying to get my team together and I'm like, what's going on here? Why isn't this happening? Why is that happening? Why are you picking them? Why can't I get them? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I can't talk and do that. A lot time. of emotion circling around. There was. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's a lot of emotion circling around today as we watched Forrest oh, Gump. Oh, God, that really got me. So let's Again. go ahead and jump into that. Why this film? Apparently, this is the date that Forrest Gump, or this week is the date that Forrest Gump stops running. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to choose it for this one. Uh, I'm assuming we've all seen this. Yep. Yeah. I have a confession. Well, can, can we wait? Because I think I know what it might be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jay, um, I'm assuming you've seen yeah. this before. Well, I, I wouldn't agree to go on the podcast if I hadn't. But, yeah. uh, well, you could, you could go, hey, I'm up for a first watch and then yeah. I'll rip on it a bit. Yeah, why not? Uh, I watched it last night, but I had seen it a gazillion times and I don't know how much to go into it now, so I guess I'll go into it more later about the first time I watched it and we make our round table, I guess. Well, I guess it's kind of the part where we do that, so I'm oh, just kind okay. of wondering how people... My next question well, literally is, how long has it been? What was the happened the first time you watched it? So that's, that's a nice way to go ahead and talk about it. 
Well, I'll just say then Forrest Gump's probably one of the most influential films for me. I mean, born in 93, I feel like Forrest Gump, and for a lot of kids I feel like I met, I know it's going to be weird to say, but it's probably the first a, a quote-unquote adult movie I saw, like a drama or like I okay, yeah, yeah. and really got into. Because at that time, you know, when I'm seven, eight years old, my favorite movies are Star Wars, Jurassic Park, The Mummy, Indiana Jones, and stuff like that. But the real uh, Back to the Future and like back, Forrest Gump was right after that. It, I considered it as good as those movies and thought it was like the adult version of of that, if you will. Goodfellas for, you know, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> sure, like, Goodfellas was, was the it, second it, adult it, movie yeah. I watched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I watched Goodfellas. Wow. A bit That's a great I movie. I saw a lot of movies at like eight or nine. Yeah. Wow. I saw, like, but, then, but Tom Hanks in general, you had that conversation. I listened to your Tom Hanks podcast. You know, hey. Movie star or actor. Yeah. And those films in the 90s were some of my first adult films were all Tom Absolutely. Hanks because he just had like the Apollo 13 yeah. and, you yeah. know, Cast Away and Saving Private Ryan I saw young. And, you know, I miss those movies. There was a, 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 as a kid growing up, there was that big budget Hollywood <sighs> drama that kind of doesn't exist in that way that all ages can still kind of watch it like a Forrest Gump. That I think Fully it right. was weird that a lot of kids when I was in middle school and like sixth grade, grade everyone had seen Forrest Gump. Yeah. So it, was kind of a, it was always on TV too. I think it was on TV more than like as much as Independence Day growing up in the United States. <laughs> yeah, it definitely uh, was. I mean, the Canadian experience, I think was very similar. I didn't see it in cinemas. I didn't, I didn't see it in cinemas. Uh, it was some of the, like I said about my family, we didn't go to the movies, but we had a hell of a home collection. And yeah. so we watched it, probably rented it as soon as we could. As soon as someone else hadn't rented it with that stick. It was like a smiley face if it was available to rent or like a red sticker with like a, a sad crying face uh, if it was rented. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I think we watched it pretty early and it became like, yeah, we have to. Like, I think watching this for the first time, we kind of knew this was something special. Now, you know, like 25 years from then. Yeah. What well, is it now? It's 27 years from then. You know, would, would would we still have been, you know, would it still be this prevalent or this highly regarded? Oh, don't know about that. Like, you know, but, but something magic there, I think. Absolutely. Um, Jay, while you're here, because I used you last time as a barometer to settle my own internal beef with other members of the panel about pizza. <laughs> this time, now you're the right age, so I think this might backfire on me. Okay. Would you say that Tim Allen is the definitive movie Santa Claus? I mean, if you say Santa Claus and I think about a movie with Santa Claus, then I definitely think of the Tim Allen. Yes! Whoa. No. Yes. The, this, this, this is the born in 93. I said it might bite me in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just thought I'd put it out there. There you go. It burned also, me I had to comment on that. You said Tim Allen had never given a good performance and Galaxy Quest is his best Alex from Main Street Finance brought that up too. I, I agree with you, but tell me he's not just doing Buzz Buzz Lightyear as like a regular person in that. No, he is. He's kind of basically <laughs> playing himself. He is. He is. is. But, uh, but hey, it's kind of like if someone said, yeah, like, like do, do like a send up of Tim Allen, the actor. Yeah. Not Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement, but no, Tim I, Allen, the actor. Yeah. And because sure. if there is like a modern day William Shatner, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> it kind of is Tim <laughs> Allen in that regard. So he's the perfect fit for it. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. Since I've seen this one last time, I don't know how long it's been. It's been many years since I've seen Forrest Gump. Okay. We, we all just finished watching it. But before today, it had been. Before I moved to England, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so probably a decade ago. But I was quoting line for line. Like, I was writing down my notes, the lines before they were said. Same. Time. Yeah. I, I said, I could tell you the name of the bus driver. You did. I did. You did. There we go. So yeah. there we go. Uh, Georgia, you have a confession to make. You want to make it now? I can do. Yeah. So I spat a lot of beef on Forrest Gump. You did. You were like, we oh, said Forrest Gump. You went, uh, it was, it was and you've always gone oh i hate forrest gump Ooh, I, I had to study in school yeah, yeah no see, the, see this is where my confession comes in because 
we sat down and watched it today and I am convinced I had never seen the second half of the film until today. Oh, really? Oh, I think okay. I'd only ever seen the first half, which is probably why I hated it. Because if you like watch it from the beginning until just after he owns the shrimp, shrimp boats, but doesn't get like the, the no thunderstorm, no, none of that. He's just bought the shrimp boat. That's when the That's film stops. in my brain. That was his end game. I got, got my shrimp boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my shrimp boat. <laughs> genuinely, okay, in, my, okay. in my head, in my recollection of the film, that's where the sh- film ended. And so to see that there's still like another hour left, I was going, okay, so like, I've, I've definitely not seen the end of this film. Is this like, like, like the Phoebe joke from like Friends where like they turned off the VCR <laughs> before it got sad? <laughs> oh, something happened with Jenny and it's over. He got yeah. a shrimp boat. Isn't that a great movie? But I, I am blaming school fully for that because they only ever showed us up to there um in like pshe lessons or whatever that personal health social education lessons or whatever their equivalent is in other countries but that's what they showed us and they social studies show- maybe i don't yeah, know social yeah. studies i guess um they only ever showed us up until that point so i had no idea the rest of this film existed um and i'm not so i think um, what my viewing was of it up until that up until today i stand by my point if that was a standalone film up until that point it is shit <laughs> <laughs> okay i think maybe be a bit harsh <laughs> on it there Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about it shall we so directed by robert zemeckis who also did uh, this is our third you robert zemeckis ask, film you didn't even ask about me oh well, i'm just trying to get I, on with the plot okay go ahead go ahead well you know i i like you i didn't see it in the cinema yep right i saw it rented and um i was so taken by this film you know I'm not very Is good. that because you actually decided to stick around and watch the second half? I did. Okay, good. <laughs> I did, I did. I hear it's not so good if you stop. <laughs> no, no. But you know what I'm like with computers, right? I do. Right? I'm useless. Well, my dad had a, a computer. I think it was an Atari. Uh, an Amiga. An Amiga. And you could do block things with, um, at the time, like pixelated stuff. Okay. I did a whole drawing, pixelated, of him sitting on that bench. Oh, really? Right. And my dad was so taken by it, he printed it off and put it on his fridge. And that stayed there all those years, up until about, I don't know, six, seven years ago? Really? Wow. Yeah. And that was amazing. That Yeah, it was weird that I this film took me by surprise, and I loved it so much, and I, and I made a picture out of it on a computer. To be yeah. fair, I do have takeout menus that have been on my fridge for about that long. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so, uh, Forrest Gump, directed by Robert Zemeckis, third film of his we've done on the pod. We have. What were they ever to? Um, Back to the Future. Yeah, and? Back to the Future 2. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is interesting because you want to talk about the mix oh, of like putting real one. and not real yeah, in the yeah, same yeah, like yeah. manipulating images. We have to do that one day. That's a great Roger Rabbit, I'll be up for that, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it qualifies. Oh, it should do. We, we can find a reason to do it. Yeah. And then Castaway. Uh, cinematography by Don Burgess, who amongst other things has done Playboy Bedtime Stories. <laughs> Castaway, Spider-Man, and The Muppets. So he's done the full the range. Full range yeah. And I mean the 2011 Muppets. Music by Alan Silvestri, who's done the Back to the Future trilogy, Predator, who framed Roger Rabbit, and the Avengers series. Yeah. So uh, it depicts, as we know, the dim-witted Forrest Gump, uh, kind-hearted, even if slow man from Alabama, who witnesses and unwillingly influences several defining historical events in the 20th century United States, but was based on a novel written in 1986 by Winston Groom. Mm. 
So, um, how does that differ from the book then? Well, there are some things that I can talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't. It's one of those things where, like, we did with Lord of the Rings. I'm like, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the differences because we could be here all day. Oh, okay. But they both differ on the character of Forrest Gump. But the film kind of focuses on the first eleven chapters of a novel and then skips ahead to the end and misses a bit in the middle of it. Okay. Yeah. So um, the film, however, adds several aspects to Gump's life that don't occur in the novel, and I'll talk about those a little bit. But the novel makes him an astronaut, a professional wrestler, and a chess player. That's the film I want. Do you know, right? This this plays later into what I was going to say. I call this the Homer Simpson effect. The Homer Simpson effect. <laughs> yeah, because you watch Homer Simpson, right? Yeah. He's the the normal guy who goes through life, and yet he becomes an astronaut. I'm not, yeah. He becomes a circus astronaut. Well, it's also because they've been on the air for 30 years. I know, but Forrest Gump is the same thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two directors were offered the opportunity to direct the film before Robert Zemeckis. One of them was Terry Gillum. Gilliam, oh, sorry, from Monty Python. Cool, that'd have been different, wouldn't it? And it was Barry Sonnenfeld, who instead left to direct Adam's Family Values, the <laughs> sequel to the Adam's Family. Better film. Oh, no. No way. <laughs> and then I just got principal photography took place in August and December 93, mainly in Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. I thought so. you were telling me off when you said that just then. What, George, no, George and yeah. I. <laughs> so, I mean, we open with a shot of the feather and the score by Alan Silvestri. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jay, like we got like three notes into it. And I'm just like, I love this score so much. So, it draws you in, doesn't it? It's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Like, I'm obsessed with the soundtrack and the score. I agree. I cried like seven times just because of the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it's definitely it's hard not to. Yeah, it's not one of those that they're just sort of like we did four ones at a funeral, and I like it, but it was the one theme over and over and over again. Mm. And Sylvester's like, no, I got a bunch of stuff I'm bringing this time around. So yeah, um, apparently this part of the score of the main theme is a variation of the melody playing in the beginning of Back to the Future Part Three. Oh, uh, when, when Marty and Doc are sleeping in Doc's living room. So when we do that, when I mean, you know we will at some point. Of course, I'll have to listen out for that because that's really quite third anniversary, right? Well, second anniversary. Second, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when you're born, you're not one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Well done. Yeah. And we see as he's sitting there, and the feather comes and it rests on his foot. And the feather's a mix of actually filming feathers and then putting that compositely over existing footage, yeah. a little CGI, and then of course just a real feather on his foot on dirty Nikes. It is. Which are important because, and there's so many little Easter eggs we're going to see of the whole film at this point. So he grabs the feather, he puts it in his, in his little suitcase, and we see at that point, we see a box of chocolates, Curious George book, a Bubba Gump shrimp hat, a ping pong paddle, an yeah. I Love New York patch. Yeah. That's the stuff I caught. I don't know if anybody caught anything else. Uh, there's a few badges. Um, I don't know what was on the badges, though. No? Okay. I think that was like a voting thing or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't notice oh, anything different in the suitcase now. Okay. No. And so here's a game I want to play because I think I'm going to argue Forrest Gump might be right up there with Princess Bride. As I'm getting this look from Georgia. Let me say how. Let me say how. I'm not like the recasted podcast who I may say so that Dustin Hoffman and Hook is the same as uh, the Joker in The Dark Knight. <laughs> I was I re- like, no. <laughs> I refrained from talking. I was letting you go ahead. Okay. I will say face. that much like <laughs> The Princess Bride, Forrest Gump might be the most quotable movie in history. There's a lot of quotes. Yeah, yeah. no, so, yeah, you're right. 
film like quotes that made their way into the like, general like there's a lot of quotes the, that people know worldly lexicon yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so uh the first so liam i want you to count if you could you want to keep a little tally here okay yeah. of the quotable lines we may have to decide is this really a quotable line or not but i'll tell you this much do you want a chocolate mama always used to say life was like a box of chocolates you yeah. never know what you're gonna get that's got to be one it right is, it is it is that's at least three different quotes as well like you can cut that up do you want a chocolate oh no no life's like a box of chocolates no that's, that's one yeah, that's yeah. one life's like a box like of chocolates lesson i learned as a kid <laughs> was what you never know what you're gonna get yeah that's right right there Four shots on the life lesson. <laughs> i love it <laughs> Life's like a bar of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And some people are lactose intolerant. (laughs) (laughs) These days. And allergic to nuts. That's right. Um, So, and then we talk about shoe. We says, my name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Gump. I think that's got to be one. I think people still use that. Love Gump shrimp. We get shoes. You can tell an awful lot about someone from their shoes. Now, this isn't one I think is quotable, but I think it's really wise. Where they're going. Where they been? <laughs> yeah, that's not quotable, but that's, 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 that's a wise one. I wore lots of shoes. <laughs> he did it. I bet I can remember my first pair of shoes. They were magic shoes. You did quite to well. be fair, I think my Forrest Gump, I've done it a lot. Yeah. I've, I've watched three hours of Forrest Gump today. Please stop with the accent. <laughs> um, so the, the, key, the thing is here, though, he says, I bet you remember my first pair of shoes. And then he's like seven. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know he's not supposed to be the brightest guy, but clearly you were not barefoot until this point in your life. That's some crazy legs. They're the kid. first shoes that he walks in, though, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe, oh, maybe the, yeah. I think the, the poignant bit. Or the one he remembers. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A, see, everything gets to go through the lens of he's slow. Yeah. yeah. So if there's some gaps, you get to go, he's slow. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, I want to add something about the beginning. I just, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say that I love that watching it again last night, the first shot when he, when he, when the bus pulls up, it's like a wide shot back, the bus stopped perfectly framed, like yeah. halfway the bench. Then she sits down and the, the camera goes all the way down, pushes in from the sky. It's all one shot pushing in on a two shot. Then it pulls into a close up on him all in one angle, very Spielbergian. And then it starts the story. And it's like a great, like 45 minute long shot that you don't even notice it's happening. And it's then great. it like eases you into the story. I just love that. It's like one of my favorite shots. So I just mm-hmm. had to point that out. This is why we invite Jay Salahi on there the pod. There we are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I also have one more thing I feel bad, but she mentioned that was like felt three hours. And it was funny. I always point that out. What I noticed about Forrest Gump watching it this time, it's only two hours and 15 minutes yeah. for the credits start. But I think I've always grown up with the idea that it's a 245 movie, a I, three hour movie. I checked. But it does so much in such a small yeah. runtime. It's actually a, a great form of editing right there. I checked before we went on. And I'm thinking it's like 240, right? And then I saw, yeah. oh, it's, it's two, it's 220, but that's including like credits. So really it's more like 215, 210. That's wow. Why, that's why I texted you earlier and said, what time are we doing this? Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought, it was, gonna be I thought it was a three hour movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. I did have to watch the first hour by myself this morning before I got ready for work. So I knew it was to be late to watching which meant that when i got here and they were only about 20 minutes in i went oh <laughs> so i had to rewatch about 40 minutes <laughs> oh no uh and so this came at the right point though so there's kind of three different ways you can do a narrative in a film okay yeah, i feel yeah. very very on edge saying this in front of a film director who can correct me at any point but <laughs> the, way, the way, way, way we teach them anyway according to the exam board over here is there's three methods of narrative you can generally do one is linear you start at the beginning yeah. you get to the end most films yeah, four yeah. weddings and a funeral we started at the beginning we didn't interrupt anything until we got to the end right mm-hmm. yeah version one version two circular right yeah so we started at a certain point think braveheart 
We start with them getting ready to like lined up on a field of battle. Yeah. Then we go all the way back to William Wallace's childhood and go straight through until we catch up with the battle and then we move forward. Option three, episodic, where we sort of split the film into like little chunks and they can be arranged thematically or chronologically if you so choose, but they're sort of chunked around certain areas. Now, I don't know which one of these this is because it's clearly circular because we come back to him on the on the bench. What do they call that when they do the big end at the beginning and they go from the circular? Just oh, just like it doesn't have to be the end, but we 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 start at the big at the end or whatever it is, and then we come back. And as long as we go in a straight line, once we do the flashback, we go in a straight line until we catch up to that point. Oh, okay, that's generally circular. Didn't know that. So I think this is episodic with circular tendencies, but that's (laughs) that's me. I think it's circular with episodic tendencies. Oh, do you now? There we are. Jay, do you want to go ahead and school me and say? (laughs) I've never used these exact terms, but I mean, that sounds about right. I agree that there's usually about three different type of stories like that and ways to tell a story, but uh, I don't know the exact terms. I'll agree with you. There we go. There we go. Thank you very much. See, I'm the guy who just teaches about it. He's the guy who does the stuff. So, exactly. you know, yeah, <laughs> you don't need to, uh, you don't need to, yeah, just shoot, just shoot it just to tell your story as opposed to me who's like, well, what they're clearly doing here is, uh, then we meet adult forest, Forrest Gump, and that is Tom Hanks. Are you ready for a stat that's going to blow your mind? Go on. Want to know who turned down this role? Um, 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 Ray Liotta. No, I'll say, do you know I this? Know Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, I've got on a short list. I've got the original choice and who has passed on it and has gone on record to say it was a mistake. Let's put it this way. He was the one that they want. It. Oh, John Travolta. John Travolta turned this down. Wow. The irony being wow. John Travolta would be up against Tom Hanks for the Oscar. For those roles. And do you know the weirdest thing? I mean, he turned down Officer and Gentleman. The stuff he's turned down he turned is down actually American legendary. Gigolo. Yeah, he turned Whoever's so given him advice stuff. on which roles to take. Why? Post Saturday Night Fever yeah. needs to really apologize to the Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also considered for the role, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Sean no. Penn revealed he'd been the second choice for the role. Oh, I like Sean Penn. Uh, Hanks revealed that he signed on on the, to the film after an hour and a half of reading the script, but originally he wanted to ease Forrest's southern accent but was eventually persuaded by Robert Zemeckis to portray it in the novel. Hank said it took him three days to learn how to do the voice and play the role, and that footage could not be included. So he got three days to workshop it with cameras. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Winston Groom, who wrote the original novel, described the the filmmakers as taking a rough edge off the character, and the, the author of the book said he always imagined John Goodman playing Forrest Gump. Oh. So, of course, different Forrest Gump, not the the story we see here, but yeah. yeah. So, if he's a bit edgier, maybe, I can see that. You know, he's almost more of a Lenny, maybe, from from a Mice and Men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with Gary Sines again. He was in that, wasn't he? Sinise. Sinise. Yeah, actually, that's true, he is. (laughs) Um, Hanks revealed in interviews, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Tom Hanks was not paid a salary for the film. Okay. He took points. You said about this before, yeah. Because we talked about that with Black Widow on, on the back I end. Imagine of it. he's done quite well. On the back <laughs> well, we'll find out <laughs> the end how he's done there. Of course, he has. Of course, he has. How he's done that? It's a secret. It's got a well. Some cases, points is good if it's a point. If it's points on profit or if it's points on gross receipts. Mm. I'll give you a clue. H- Hanks took the latter. Oh, okay. Okay. So then we meet a child Forrest, played by Michael Connor Humphreys, and uh, his drawl is what Tom Hanks bases his accent off of. That's, that's Rather than make the kid sound like Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks copied the kid because the kid had it naturally. That's cool. That's it. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we have a smoking doctor and Forrest falls down. And we just find out the Forrest is named after a KKK founder. 
yeah. and the logic is it's, you know sometimes it's, it's, she named me forrest her mommy that sometimes we do things that don't make no sense do you know what i love about that though the fact that he's he's a descendant from the kkk member and yet he's he's not a descendant he was named after. oh named after yeah. that they showed tom hanks's face they though. did well i guess because it's the link isn't it Oh, okay. I thought I was a member of the family. No, because his name, for, I don't know. I don't think he was Gump. I think, I'm sure he was for something, something. I don't okay. think he, yeah. That was very misleading. Okay. Um, but I do like the fact that he's everything against what they are. Oh, like he couldn't be any more different. No. We'll find that as it goes along. But yeah, I yeah, that's good. Uh, Mrs. Gump, played by Sally Field. Brilliant. You think? Oh, love that woman. Fuck, she's good. I her best performances. Okay. Have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh yeah. Yes, but not in a long time. Okay, still okay. She's much better in Steel Magnolias. Which one is she in Steel I'm Magnolias? Sure. She's the mum. She's the one who has the big speech oh, at the gravesite. Oh, yeah, like she's yeah, the yeah, mum. Do you know what yeah, I love about good. this though? Right, a few years, a few years, few, I say a few years. I think it's probably six years earlier. Punchline. She was in a film with Tom Hanks. Very good. You got one. Yeah. And they played love interest. As a love interest. Yeah. yeah. You're not oh, wrong. I've seen that. Yeah. I've never seen this. Okay. I have. Was I, it believable? Uh, I can't remember. That was a long while ago. I mean, we're skipping the age game today. We've decided. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can say that she's only 10 years older than Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen that from this. I mean, they did a good no, job aging her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. well. Because um, Tom Hanks kind of stays the same age throughout the whole movie. <laughs> like, the does. way he is when he's a, he's a teenager is yeah. the same way he looks. <laughs> it's the same way he looks at the end of the film. Yeah. Even the same haircut. Which yeah. is really weird because every time we see his mum, she. Oh, looks, she's aged like 15 years every time you go older. see her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And she says, you are the same as... Oh, well, you got found out that uh, Sally Field reflected on the character by saying she's a woman who loves her son unconditionally. A lot of her dialogue sounds like slogans, and that's just what she intends. And that makes sense, because she wants her son, who's who's quite slow, mm-hmm. to remember these pieces of advice. So the more you make it sound like a slogan, the easier it is to remember. And he said, you know, she... Say, oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, usually, no, usually, it's, on, usually it's, on, it's on our side. <laughs> He's not clocking. If it's a cat, he'd be up barking like crazy. But a dog, he's dead to the world. You're fine. Don't be a Don't be at all. (laughs) Um, She says, uh, Mama always had a way of explaining things so I can understand them. And she goes, you're, I love this. She's walking him up to the house. I mean it, Forrest. You're the same as everyone else. You're no different. And we get a smash cut to the principal going, your boy's different. <laughs> uh, this was uh, Sam Anderson, uh, who played Bernard on Lost. If anybody's watched Lost out there, nope. he was also the principal on a like a TGIF American Family sitcom called Growing Pains. Okay, he, like you, like you know the you know the sort of principal in um, Ferris Bueller. Yes, yes, it was yes. like that kind of antagonist principal role oh, okay, who was going yeah. up against like their version of Ferris, yeah, Kirk yeah, Cameron. Yeah. It was he, he was really good in the role. I guess he's very good in everything, actually, uh, including this. And so, mom comes to an arrangement for Forrest to get his education, and that she's going to sleep with the principal. Uh, <laughs> is there a Mrs. Gump? Is there Mr. Gump? Mrs. Gump? He's on vacation, and we smash cut to Forrest uh, waiting outside and some. Of the most bizarre sex noises comes from inside the house. Yeah. Very dubious. And he comes out, he straightens straightens his shirt and goes, Your mama sure does care about your schooling, son. And he goes, mm, mm, mm. Oh. <laughs> At which point Forrest then starts making the sex noises back to him. That was weird. Oh. Always love that line and that moment. Oh, it's 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 a great fix. He just totally takes all the power out of whatever he thought he'd done. It takes it out of it. Absolutely. And then the next big thing is we find out that how do they make money? It was a boarding house. Yeah, really, more than anything else. And all sorts of strange people 
came over and stayed and we find out that forest somehow uh kind of um causes indirectly elvis's dance moves that's right kid some crazy legs you got there kid yeah uh, elvis <laughs> who was never in focus uh-huh. was played by peter dobson in the film his voice was not peter dobson though oh, does anybody know who his voice was cat russell it's Kurt Russell. How did you know that? Oh, oh my God. How did you know that? I didn't. I didn't, right? Because Kurt Russell was in a film with, um, oh my God, my heart's beating. Right Brother, there. Kurt Russell. I can't believe I just got it. <laughs> Woo. Um, Kurt Russell was in a film. I think that's World State Fair or something with uh, Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood. Um, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Elvis. Oh, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. Right, as, as a young kid. Okay. And, and then El- uh, Elvis. <laughs> Kurt Russell then went on to play Elvis in a movie. And twice, I think. And... Um, that's the only reason I thought of Kurt Russell. That was the only reason. Yeah, okay. Bizarrely, yeah, but yeah, it was 100% believe. right, yeah. Was it really? Yeah. I and can't the, believe that. And uh, then we have, you know, Forrest is doing like his dance version to Elvis singing uh-huh. Hound Dog. Some crazy lady got there. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and then they see it on TV and uh, Forrest's mom's like, this is not for children's eyes. And then we have the sequence of Forrest would sort of talk about what happened to famous people, especially if they died. Yeah, and he goes. He sang enough songs, and he had a heart attack, and uh, he died. It must be hard being a king. <laughs> and probably a good time to talk about the soundtrack. Um, Soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, my sister had this. It's the one CD that I'm like, yeah, she made a really good call getting that, and I didn't have it. You think of all them collections of songs that are on that CD? Yep, there's not one weak song on that. No, 32 song soundtrack from the film, uh, with the exception of a lengthy suite from Alan Silvestri. All the songs have been previously released by like Bob Dylan, Elvis Presley, yeah. CCR, Aretha Franklin, Leonard Skinner, Three Dog Night, The Birds, The Beach Boys, Jimi Hendrix, The Doors, The Mamas and the Papas, The yeah. Doobie Brothers, Simon and Garfunkel, and more. Um, and some of them songs are so well known for other movies. Yep. And yet you still listen to them and not think of those movies. You think of what you're watching. Absolutely. And they're all American. Yeah. And Bob Zemeckis felt strongly about it because he felt that Forrest wouldn't buy anything but American. I think Forrest is the last guy to think about exactly. where you're from. I think Forrest would know or care. No, I think he'd be like, I like, I like this song. It makes my hips move. I like this song. This is a good song. So it went on to sell 12 million copies. Uh, reached a peak of number two on the Billboard album chart. What kept it off? Kept it off. I have no idea. Ooh. That'd be really interesting to that find would, out. Yeah. I can't be bothered right now. But. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, we go to the first day of school, and the bus driver is smoking. And Forrest goes, I'm not supposed to take rides from strangers. And then it, he comes with a genius idea. I'm going to introduce myself to the bus driver, who will then introduce herself as I'm Dorothy Harris. And now they ain't strangers no more. And no, he gets on exactly. the bus. Yeah. And we get this great, I don't know if it's a, I think it's a point of view shot. I'm probably, probably Jay would notice more and more than I, as he, it's either over the shoulder or it's a point of view as he walks down the, the bus mm-hmm. and all the kids in the whole seats taken. This <laughs> yeah. seats. And they, there's some of them where there's two kids sitting in the seat and they're like, it's taken. I'm like, of course it is. There's two kids there. I just said they kept doing that. I was like, yeah. is it normal for three children to sit if on a seat? If it's full, you would, you at, at primary school age, elementary right, school age, okay. you could do three, but there's a bunch with one. Yeah. And it seems like everybody was a boy on this bus as well, with Other the exception of Je- Janae. Janae. It's Janae. I love Janae. you, Janae. That's um, one of my first like cry moments almost. That music comes and oh. Jenny's the only person nice to him. And I'm just already like, oh my goodness, it's and, getting me. And just like Forrest, we don't get to see Jenny and we hear her voice first. And she goes, you can mm-hmm. sit here if you want. And then we, we then we get to see him look down and then we find out when he finds out. A real strength of the film, I think, is generally how closely they keep us aligned to Forrest. Mm-hmm. With one yeah, exception, absolutely. which I have, which was later, which made me cry. Yeah, well, um, but, made me cry in this film. Yeah. 
Um, the first person who says, no, you can't sit next to me is Robert Zemeckis' son. Is it? And the second person is, is a girl, and that's Tom Hanks' daughter. Oh. Yeah. And that's cool. Nepotism. Woo! Well, it's getting, I mean, Peter Jackson's the same thing in, uh, in whatever, yeah. Um, you know, kids are notorious bad actors anyway, so. That's true. There you go. Yeah. Um, Forrest is instantly in love, and she asks him, are you stupid or something? <laughs> yeah. Mama says stupid is as stupid does, Liam, so that's one for the uh, one that's for the one. book, I think. Yeah, that's three. And then we got Jenny and me, was like peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. I guess four. <laughs> I guess four. Yeah, peas and carrots. And there's a montage of them bonding, and she never, ever wants to go home. I don't know what it's like for you, Jay. When I was a kid watching this, I don't think I picked up the dark undertones of what what this meant no i don't think i did either i think maybe i thought he hit her that's what i thought once but i didn't never picked up until like you know i think later in high school i was like oh yeah this is a lot darker than i ever thought and that's the way forrest says it because we're limited to his person we hear him say it and then we go oh yeah that has more gravity to it absolutely because the innocence of it uh, he talks about how miracles happen every day. I, I laugh. I, I shouldn't, but I laugh. For, they say, hey, stupid. He turns around, and it's really tight shot on Forrest. And then we see the rock hit him in the forehead. Oh, I laugh every time the rock hits him in the forehead. That, that distresses me. Really? Yeah, I hate people picking on people. Oh, like, so, so do I. But like, no, I, know, I don't think we, we have enough time to see it coming. No, I So know. the first rock, yes. Then when he's getting like pursued, absolutely. Oh, it just It's very much more like a comedy on that shot, just the way it hits his Just that one head. shot, yeah. yeah. And the way yeah. he falls, yeah. Uh, and we get, run away, Forrest. Run, Forrest, run! Which has got to be on the list, I think, Liam. It is. And we get a point That's of... one of the top three. That's got to be. And we get a point of view shot of Forrest, from his perspective, looking behind him as the three bicycles are chasing him. Yeah. And it's really nice. They let the guy... They all went basically the same speed. But they said, hey, guy in the middle, let's make sure you're always at the front <laughs> and frame you nicely as, you, as we chase. A little bit quicker. Um... And then we start to see the, the, the braces like fall apart on his legs. And the running. score is so, it's like, and how they make those braces oh. break and he just break free from them is amazing. Absolutely. And he says, you wouldn't know it to look at me, but I can run like the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a, only in a movie moment. That's like why we watch movies, right? Pure cinema, like something that can only happen, you know, those kind moments, of in fantasy. That like movie magic. I've got one yeah. that I, I will rank one sort of ahead of this as far as a moment that made me go, oh, what a great moment. But this is this is up there. The, the, the brace has fallen off and he runs. It's good. It's just from that day on, if I was going anywhere, I was running. Running. And one kid is so upset that Forrest gets home safely, he like throws his bicycle on the ground. <laughs> yeah. He's not happy, is he? <laughs> <laughs> wow, they've got some homicidal maniacs in Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> oh, then we go to Jenny's home life. And this is the dark part. He was a very loving man. He was always hugging her and touching her and her sisters. I could have done oh. with seeing some of her sisters, not for any reason besides no. the idea that Jenny's all alone. And yeah. then, like, if she had a family support system, that feels really weird. We didn't explain that away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you could have just said he was always hugging her and kissing her. Yeah. If, and, if, and that could have done just the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? She's the only one that we see get taken to grandma. Right, but so what's going on with the other girls? I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, exactly. it's a policeman, so I think dad's taken away. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, why is, why, where are the other girls going? But it, no, yeah, maybe they're all messed up, but it's just, I just yeah. wanted something. Because yeah. it felt like they threw that out there and then went, 
let's treat the rest of the movie like Jenny's an only child. Deal? Yeah, okay, deal. Yeah. 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 Well, she should have been an only child, yeah. really. Yeah, should have been One only, simple yeah. line change. Mo- movie would have been just as good, if not more so, because more you know, if, if you're an only child, then who are you going to tell? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so that's even more tragic in that, and she's even more alone. And then Forrest, as her only friend and confidant, is even more important. Exactly, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know I'm sitting here pecking on Forrest Gump. Like it's 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 fantastic. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, and then we've got uh, oh, this is great. So um, she's like, "Be quiet, Dad's sleeping." And then we hear a noise, and he progresses, and they run through the corn, and then we get a shot of him in his left hand. He's got alcohol, and he's moving from right to left, mm-hmm. and right to left is traditionally like backwards. That means he's a baddie, right? Yeah, yeah. you usually move yeah. right to left when things aren't natural, and you have that, and the and the booze is in his left hand. And we don't see his face ever. So that, that like dehumanizes him. He just becomes this figure of menace and evil and cruelty yeah, and yeah. alcoholism. And they sit down and they do the prayer. God turned me into a bird. And I think when I was a kid, I was like, this, this scene sucks. Let's get back to the part where Forrest is doing fun stuff. I think looking today, I went, this scene's so important. And, uh, and I, I'm not so big on the kid who plays Forrest. The kid who plays Jenny is awesome. She's amazing. She's really she's good. Great. The way she looks, her, her eyes do all the acting. Yeah. Incredible. Never in any of my previous times watching this that I really give her a time of day. I'm like, she's just the, the kid actors. They're the people tell a story yeah, until we get to the people I want to see. No, she's really she good. Very good. She's got a deep soul. You look at her face and it just feels like she's got some like wiseness to her age that she shouldn't have necessarily. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, 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 tragic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tragically. So, um, and so the police put Jenny with grandma and then we swipe at, uh, swap and I love it because it's the same thing. Forrest turns around and gets hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> and it's these guys who have a pickup truck this time. Yeah, yeah. And Jenny's going, run, Forrest, run. And I've got my notes. Hang on. Because like they're, they're chasing them down with a truck. Are they actually planning on killing Forrest right in front of a witness? Well, that's what it looked like. I know it's, you know, I I know it's old time. Well, not old time. I know it's like, what is it? Seventies? Late sixties. Late sixties in Alabama. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I saw them kill him with the truck. That's going to get you done. I also call bullshit because at some point, right, you see the back um, of his legs. And you see the bumper of the car. Yeah. And then the next scene is the car He's way like back when. And there's the yeah, idea that yeah. Forrest can, can turn on a dime, though, and they can't. Oh, that, that was before that the was first before, turn. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And of course, That's this just movie editing happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you watch Temple of Doom and when he's on the conveyor belt fighting the guy, like he's like right about to get crushed and he's like 12 feet back and he's right about to get crushed and he's 12 yeah. feet back. And it's like, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Or we watch some Twister, I think, where they were like following yeah. everybody. Yeah. And they're like, where are the back? Where have the back four trucks gone? Yeah. And then the next shot, they're there. <laughs> um, so then he runs through a football practice, and that gets him to, uh, a scholarship to play for the University of Alabama. Who is that? Um, in the book, uh, the irony is they go, "Okay, we we got to put him in courses." So in the book, they put him into like arts and crafts as like a class, oh, really? and he fails that, but he got a perfect score in his advanced physics class. Because <laughs> he just he just understands he's like a savant yeah, in that yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he also fails gym in in the book, but uh, he runs through the marching band and the college coach is supposed <laughs> to be a famous. Way. Yeah, he just pushes him out of the way. Just know it's time to stop yet. No. And um, he says maybe it was just me, but college was very confusing times. And then we had the integration of black students into the university. Yeah, I think I've mentioned I met when, when Arkansas uh, became one of the first states to bring uh, black students into high school. Um, I had a chance to meet one of the first nine who actually got to go in. They're called wow. the Little Rock Nine, and her name was Minnie Jean Tricky, 
and she was the only one who got expelled <laughs> because someone said a racial slur to her and she took her like lasagna and dubbed it on his head or something like that. Oh, okay. And then wow. she was expelled. And they said, well, clearly, you know, you're violent and yeah, not yeah. you individually, but you as the group. Yeah. And she was punished for that when none of the other ones were. And uh, but it was one of those things about how do you you know hold yourself to unrealistic standards when they push you can you not even when everything when yeah, you should exactly. when they've gone so much further than you have yeah, yeah you always have to keep control and this is where forrest uh, helps with civil rights by picking up a book he did indeed yep and then waves to the camera <laughs> i love it he does a lot of waving doesn't he? he i don't know what i don't know how he's so he's on camera a lot but for what on like actual television cameras yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's remarkable because I don't think I could do this where I could play someone who's like, you know, got an IQ of 75. Yeah. And show that visually. Every step it's he clever. makes, every, every every movement he makes, every every way he every carries he himself. Takes. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Because <laughs> he's on TV, we'll be watching him. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so then Forrest goes and visits Jenny because she goes to a girls' college or he goes to a boys' and girls' college. And I don't know how Forrest knew this was like, he's waiting outside. It's raining. Some car shows up. Somehow he knows Jenny's in there, not Jenny's car. Oh yeah, he does. Doesn't he? And the windows are all steamy. Windows are all steamy. (laughs) We do hear a slight owl because I guess he must be on her hair a little bit or something. Yeah. She says that hurt. She did. She audibly says something. I think it's because her hair. I don't don't think he's hurt. You know what I mean? No, I don't, no, no, yeah. I don't know what it, we don't we don't ever know what it is, but he she does audibly say that she's in pain. And then we find out that like Forrest is like a hair trigger anger switch when oh, it comes to Jenny. He really does thump, doesn't he? Oh, he does. <laughs> when he get going, he get going. He's not he? punching he once. No, <laughs> he is protecting her though, and I think that she he does. She's a hurt. I think later on you get the vibe like looking back on it, seeing it a bunch, you feel that like Jenny had let pain happen to her in the future, and like kind of like you know is in multiple abusive relationships. So you get the idea that I, I assume that he was maybe going too far at that moment in time. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, and Forrest did really do some, the right thing. And it, Jenny even knows that too, you know, but it's yeah, just she does. part of her persona and personality and who she wants to be and present herself to be, you know? Yeah. It's that thing where you have a traumatic uh, abuse filled upbringing mm-hmm. and it causes you to make di- uh, not difficult, but incorrect choices yeah, yeah. in who you partner yourself with growing up. Um, and so, uh, what I, oh, she goes, Billy, don't go. And I don't know if you caught this. I, I told the guys here this. She goes, Billy, don't go. She's shutting the car door for yeah, yeah. <laughs> She pushed him at one point. I'm like, surely you could have had him like reach and grab the door and shut it. Yeah. It just, it just caused me to kind of go, what, what, what's going on there? I'm suspending That's my funny. disbelief ever so much here. <laughs> Uh, and, um, then they go to Jenny's dorm and we find out she wants to be famous. She wants to be a, uh, a folk singer like Joan Baez. And she wants to be on an empty stage, just her and her guitar. And then she like strips down in front of Forrest. And this is where I kind of she, go. She, she, she knows what she's doing. Is Jenny a good person here? Um, she's, she's got enough forces into her. Not that. Not. I oh, I think she knows. Forrest loves her. Well, I don't think she knows. She knows. She, knows. she absolutely knows. Because I don't think he really knows. No, he knows he's in love with her. I don't think he knows what 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 you know. Because I, I don't think he knows what I love I, or whatever I don't, thing is. I oh, think he, just, he 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 literally says, "I know what love is." Yeah. That's later in the movie, though. I think at is. that point he doesn't fully but understand if he's sex, but he understands love. Exactly. I'm know? I'm not saying sex. Yeah, sex. Sure. I think he'd have no idea. Okay. But love, he does. On, he does. She yeah. then presents herself, though, in 
not much clothing at all and it gets even less by the minute yeah we talked a lot last week about carrie with um with charles yeah yeah yeah. because she knows he's into her and she does things yes 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 i can't explain this scene for for the life of me i think this is cruel I, think, I think she. I think she knows that. I think she loves Forrest genuinely, truly, and I think she wishes that Forrest could be that perfect person for her. And I think, when, I, and it's hard seeing it growing up with it and seeing it multiple times and knowing how the story plays out. That, like, you know, at the end of the story, I, I do think it's beautiful, and I think it is like the point in the way that like it, it was meant for them to have a child, and it's a it's kind of a beautiful ending. And it was like for her, it was kind of like you know what she always wanted like she could have chosen to have a kid that if she had to die and leave a child in this world i think she's most glad it's forrest's kid and i think she's you know oh, i think she's happy about overall that. the so arc that, i'm okay but, with yeah. jenny see this I, scene i'm not are you not but i like no. this scene reverse the genders i like this scene do you know what i like this scene only because i feel like this is where they start bonding as adults as becoming close as adults okay mm. and i think she's not doing it to tease him i think she's doing it as like I don't think he's ex- he knows anything about this. No, he doesn't. It'd be sure. better to do it with me as a tender moment rather than yeah. right. But, someone... th- but this isn't like explained to him, though, first. is it? But, like, sure, but it almost it's a movie. It almost no, teaches him it's, about it's a movie. Moves, her about the visuals. So it's like one of those things that accompanies like later on in life. It like you know he gets the magazine, he gets stuff. It's not a surprise. He's like yeah. You know, he's, I don't look at it again like he's very like. I look at like he's maybe like I don't know like he has a little bit of Asperger's or something like I think he's one of the people, if today he was born we realized how smart he maybe was in a different way IQ can't maybe tell everything right like in the book Certainly. he has the physics he does really good he obviously does all these successful things throughout the story and has a successful business and I mean, how much of that is by luck of course but that's still you yeah. know who I'm, he is and what he believes in and I think he's smarter than he perceives him right than he thinks and that's the whole story, I'm not trying so. to suggest for a minute that this isn't consensual or something like that because I think if Forrest understood what it was he'd be on board with it. That being said, I think Jenny present because he he spends the whole movie wanting to be her boyfriend. And that's what he thinks love is. I but, want to be your boyfriend. I think, it's I, think I think he's going to interpret this as an indication of romantic love, which it clearly is not at her point oh, at this okay, time. Okay. That's it's, my issue. Yeah, is that not. she's going? Oh, look, we're really really close, and then I'm going to fuck off in the morning. No, that's what she I, always I, does yeah, in this movie. No, but I don't think that's what she is thinking or what she's right. Doing. But she needs to be aware of it. He's not going to have the capacity right. to understand that. But I don't think that's awakened in him until that moment. Oh, no, he wants he uh, from the minute he heard her voice, he wants to be her boyfriend. Okay. He doesn't know what that means, but yeah. he wants to be her person. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? I just love. He tender. wants to be with her, beside her, every moment of every day. I just felt that was a tender moment, and I, I thought okay, that that's, was, that's that, I'm sure uh, that's what they wanted it to be. Yeah, and I yeah. just felt like it's that a very was, intimate moment. I thought that was a very intimate moment that was kickstarting their adult okay. love for each other. Um, and she takes her bra off and puts Forrest's hand on second base <laughs> and he ejaculates and says, I'm dizzy. <laughs> and he goes, I think I ruined your roommate's bathrobe. <laughs> and we, and the camera pans over and she's been awake the whole time. And she goes, it's, I don't care. I don't like her anyway. That's <laughs> the look on her face. Jenny's a terrible roommate. <laughs> Uh, and then we find out college ran by real fast as he's running and they have the giant signs now but say stop, stop forest for all yeah. over the and nice. everyone goes stop 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 <laughs> so that's all right yeah, and he gets made an all-american and gets to go and meet kennedy uh best part is the food i must have drank me about 15 dr peppers i wanted to have dr peppers in the fridge yeah, today and did. forgot to get them unfortunately uh. 
uh, meets Kennedy and says, I gotta pee. <laughs> yeah. And probably a good time to talk about this. So, uh, Ken Ralston and the team at Industrial Light and Magic were responsible for the film's visual effects Very using clever. CGI. I remember one of the big things they showed us in school wasn't so much the film, Georgia. Uh, they showed us all the how they did this stuff. And there were like that videos. Would have been much more interesting. Yeah, about the blue screen and how they matched everything up and how they made it oh. look like it was real. This is done, you look back, this 1994. Is yeah. yeah. And this is done properly. You, you know how old this is? I'm going to use the word blue screen and not green screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's old. Um, we have reference markers. So we can line up the archival footage. Sometimes voice actors were filmed and special effects used to change lip syncing. John oh, Lennon's a very obvious uh, example uh, yes, of this. Yes, yes. As is, is yeah. LBJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we found out that somebody shot that nice man, and then somebody shot his brother. <laughs> Must be hard being brothers. And do you know when he's in the in the bathroom? Yep. Right. Did you notice the picture of Marilyn Monroe? Did. Yeah. yeah. I'm convinced. You think that's a real? Uh, I'm convinced. Well, I don't know if that's real, but I'm convinced that um, Bobby Kennedy had her knocked off. You think Bobby Kennedy had Marilyn Monroe knocked yeah, off? He was the last person to see her. Come to BFE for our political conspiracy. I'm telling you, that's one I've never heard. I'll leave that much. She was she was having off with um, John Kennedy as well as Bobby Kennedy. I knew about John. I didn't know about Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, he, okay. was, he was he was one of the last people to see her on the night she died. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much and about I reckon this. That, I'm going a bit deep here, but I, cause I'm a big Marilyn Monroe fan. Yeah, sure. And um, I reckon she knew too much. Okay, and she's a very unstable person. You know, emotionally. Yeah, if you want to hear more about that, check out our Some Like It Hot review because we talk about that in yeah, some detail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and I think she knew too much and I think they, they made a decision to get rid of her. Interesting. Yeah, no, Interesting. I swear to God. <laughs> um, the Dr. Pepper scene was shot seven times. Really? Each time Tom Hanks gave forth louder to louder burps. Uh, finishing with him being unusually loud. Robert Zemeckis commented that, hey, your burps are getting loud and Hanks responded with, Bob, just be glad they aren't coming out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and then Forrest gets he gets his university degree and he basically Forrest is the guy where if you can be the first one to ask him a question and he's undecided he'll do that thing yep. yeah son if you give an interest to your future hands on a thing and he's going to the military yeah um, and the army bus driver goes hi my name's Forrest Forrest I was like I don't give a damn who you are <laughs> and I like this because by giving me that first example I'm expecting it to be a thing so when it deviates yes. I really like it and the script it- the script's really good in this film oh so amazing and what I love also with the drill sergeant is normally when you see in movies like this they always say the wrong thing don't they yeah and they always like really drill into <laughs> them <laughs> I love how he goes yeah <laughs> He agrees with him. He's like, yes, that's right. You're jumping ever so slightly ahead. Because oh, okay. we get another recall of the seats taken speech. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Seats yes, taken, seats taken, seats taken. You can sit here if you want. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. Bubba. Bubba Gum. McKelty uh, Williamson. Not the first choice. Okay. Is this going to be somebody? Oh, oh, Forrest Whitaker. No, 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 no. Oh, For, oh. No, Forrest Whitaker would be too old at this point. Oh, would he? Yeah, Forrest Whitaker is in like Good Morning Vietnam. That's like 1981. That's 13 oh, okay, years, okay, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. David Allen Greer. Yeah. Ice Cube. <gasps> Could you imagine? That would be really interesting. That would have been Because I think him such, such a hard edge, yeah. and Bubba's got like such a softness to him. Oh, and good. then, he keeps coming up, Dave Chappelle. Oh, cool. Wow. And Dave Chappelle said he believed the film would not be successful. <laughs> and he's reported, uh, he's been reported as saying that he regrets not taking the role, but of course, he would get his chance to work with Tom Hanks just a few years later in... You've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah, of course. 
Jay with a point there. There we go. I didn't watch that the other day as well. I don't even play these games. <laughs> so, I add, you know, I don't know before we move on. I, keep myself, yeah, I just want to say, I just wanted to mention how good the, the tone of this movie is, how hard it is to balance all of these things. Because we're talking about we're going through all these scenes, but it's a bunch of vignettes connected. And yeah. to be able to like, because sh- when you shoot those, you know, it's like as a director, like you're just going into new locations and it's a new tone. It's new people, new actors. Like if you look at the cast of this movie, there's so many speaking roles. And to be able to shoot that and make it all somehow tonally work that he has such you know there's scenes that are completely dramatic followed by scenes that are comedic and history and it's like the balancing of all that is one of the most impressive things like that to me is whether you like the movie or not that to me is as a filmmaking stance to make it work and flow is just like pretty mind-boggling well how important of that is the vocal performance of tom hanks and the voiceovers and the narration and the Mm -hmm. storytelling technique or or narrative device of him sitting on the bench telling strangers his life story because yeah, that allows him to kind of make those pivots as need be. Yes, yeah, but then you have to have that as as the device, and then Tom Hanks still has to pull it off in the delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they do a great job editing it too, because you're never at a vignette for too long. You always go to him at the bench at the proper time. It's not like you know, like oh, we. He, you know, sometimes you watch movies like, oh, we, we didn't cut him on the bench for 50 minutes. There was that point where we went on that deviant or and it's like it really does keep its focus all the way through and kind of keeps the same. You know, I, I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure if you look it up, like they're all within a certain time period, equally the vignettes like they're not like one's not 15, one's not two. They're all probably within like what four to 10 minutes or five to 10 minutes or something like that before yeah, yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. back to him every time. I'm loving this because this is something I would not pick up. It's amazing. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely something that, 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 that I would because I've never thought about the I think with the editing somewhat, but not like this. No, like no, this is no. someone who's had to actually sit down and actually <laughs> go through that process. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, editing is where you can make any, I mean, so many choices in a movie. You could take an A movie and you can edit it and make it terrible. I mean, it's not too hard to destroy something in a room there's a whole, to make something better. There's a whole video yeah. essay about how Star Wars was saved in the edit. Yeah. Because yeah. the original plan wasn't for, um, but Death Star was never going to attack the rebel base. And with a couple of quick changes, they were to present it like it was. And then you get urgency. And that makes the, otherwise, the rebels are just a bunch of jerks who blew up people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, by yeah, making yeah. a quick change, you know, if we did some re edit it. Yeah. Right. Clever. Um, so, um, Forrest says, well, Bubba says, my name is Benjamin. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, people call me Bubba. And he goes, well, my name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. <laughs> ad lib was it yeah ad lib Zemeckis liked it so much he kept it in I like it and then we get to the drill sergeant oh, and okay. it's that typical that's my next we've that's seen why. this movie over and <laughs> over and over, over again yeah and he goes uh, what is your sole purpose in this army to do whatever you, you tell, tell me, me to, to drill sergeant <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the overwhelming praise but still said angrily yeah yeah brilliant great. I love it that is the best answer I have ever heard <laughs> <laughs> clearly you have a superior intellect <laughs> and then he's able to assemble a gun in no time okay gump why do you put that weapon together so quickly because you told me to drill sergeant <laughs> <laughs> if i didn't think it'd be a crime a, a, a disservice to this, this this country's army i would take you and promote you or yeah, something like that like, yeah make you cool i loved the drill sergeant i thought he, he was, great. was great yeah uh and this time now bubba starts talking about shrimp and he's kind of like forrest's opposite in many ways same level pod, but yeah but, like but, but, yeah I no obviously wasn't the right word but he's 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 his he's his match yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. other side of the coin and so we have this bonding montage of them doing a bunch of menial military like tasks as bubba's listing off all the shrimps but we're always shooting them in a, in a two shot usually with some sort of zoom coming into them and whatever task they're doing if you look really carefully and i didn't find this somewhere i just saw it when i was watching it bubba's doing it 
and Forrest doing it about 30% faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's great. That's a nice way to show. But they show you that with the guns. I've said this before. If you're going to take someone away in a movie, you've got to give me a reason to want to care that they're gone, which means you've got to invest some time in building the relationship. And I don't know how long the sequence was. Maybe 75 seconds. All I did was talk about shrimp, but I was all in on the relationship. I really was. That was a hell of a bromance. That little character moment, though, like you're saying, that's what separates, you know, great films and good films and bad films. And it's so many subtle things. It's so interesting as a filmmaker, you know, one to bad decision or one decision can be massive. It can destroy the movie. Right. But if you think about it, a casting choice or something like this, but it can also take a thousand microscopic decisions to fix that or to make something another level. It's like, it's if every single shot has a detail, like you're saying, where it's 30% more, you know, when there's two, three, two, 3000 shots, when they all add up, it becomes that, you know yeah. that point better that that extra grade level that mm-hmm. when you look at it, each shot individually you say if you didn't have that well it wouldn't be that big of a deal but when it all adds up at the end of it and yeah, it's subconsciously yeah, yeah, yeah. a stack con- it's going to be conscious yeah time. it can be on a, a little yeah. on a level but it still pays off and this film does a lot of callbacks to each little different scenes all the way through the movie they do and sometimes they're explicit and sometimes they're not yeah 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 um gump's sitting in his bunk and someone throws him a playboy and we see jenny in her college sweater which to i think jay's point this exists really as a way to bring us back into we're gonna go visit jenny yeah yeah. and it's a nice way rather than just abruptly cut and go force go sick at her stage show yeah. this gives us a reason to plant it and now we're there and it feels like we had cause and effect yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so, even don't go like when I was rewatching it, I forgot. I'm like, wait, do we see Jenny one more time before he goes to war? Because then we wouldn't see Jenny for so long. Yeah, but they smartly like you see her one more time. Like, no, she's important to the story before we go to war. Don't forget about her. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so we go to Jenny's stage show. It's clearly a strip club. Yeah, the previous yeah. girl was picking up her clothes. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the welcome the luscious Bobby Dylan, which I guess Bob Dylan, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's is this Kansas? How many year olds must a man walk down? Dust in no, the wind. Is this Kansas? No, nah, no, that's um Bob Dylan. It's Bob Dylan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and the guys that's are getting frustrated in the, in the front row. Is dust in the wind? It's dust oh, in the wind. Blowing in the wind. How many roads must a man walk down? No, it's dust in the wind. Where we are is dust in the wind. Blowing in the wind. Really? Yeah. They're all just blowing in the wind. All right. I trust you because you know more about music than I do. So I'm going to back off should, on this should, one. Should, should we do this early? No, I. Bu- <laughs> I didn't pay on it. I had already backed. That's not how this works. If we're doing for every micro correction, jeez. I'll take a double hit if that's. Um, no, you're right. Ra- I know you're 100 percent right. That's why I backed down. I've learned if someone feels a lot more confident about their answer than I am, I'm like, you feel really confident. I'm probably wrong. Okay. Unless it's a uh, general knowledge quiz and Georgia thinks she's confident. Well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll bring. I'll bring the. Device vice to the next pub quiz all right <laughs> no one else will know why i'm doing it but i might just push the button would you um i mean the guys are getting frustrated because she's not doing the strip show and part of me goes she's naked, she's naked. no no but the part oh, i don't want to be on the side of the creepy guys in the front row but the previous act, I, I i blame the manager to put this all together <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because the previous girl is just taking her clothes off yeah, yeah then all yeah. of a sudden it's i'm sitting here no, no respect the song it's like really and i think it's even more paid <laughs> off when you hear forrest's forrest's voiceover going she had achieved her dream <laughs> she was a folk singer <laughs> do, you, do you think her act was blown in the wind <laughs> oh i have this it, it's funny i agree with you. that's how i look at things i always joke from the dark perspective of like you know the man it's the manager's fault he set up the showtime you know put her in the very beginning make her be the first act then the first her, act yeah, yeah. people right you got to lead it up you can't have someone going all out and then you know slow it down again exactly 
Yeah, so I mean, I sitting there going, the guy's in the front row. I totally, you know, take a you know, I'm trying to sing a song. It's yeah. like that's not really yeah. what this club's about. No. Like whoever's they're in charge, obviously rude and yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, but the manager should take note. Um, Robin Absolutely. Wright was sick with a cold while shooting the nightclub scene. In spite of this, she was able to perform her own singing in a nonstop 24-hour shoot. Wow. Uh, Robert Zemeckis. I don't know if you noticed this when she's like, "I'm trying to sing a song," and smacks the guy. He throws the drink on her leg. Yes. Why mm. does he throw a drink on her leg? Because Robert Zemeckis asked the actor to, uh, so that they wouldn't have to redo her makeup between takes. Uh, Which in that regard makes sense. But who's, who's throwing a drink on someone's ankle? Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Your ankle is wet. <laughs> At least like throw it up so it lands on the guitar. You could you could dry that off. Ma- yeah, you think so. Uh, so of course, then Forrest goes up and beats the crap out of uh, those Again, guys. That's fine. This is where she goes. Well, a lot of guys try to touch me, and I assume she's been fired for for this task. Yeah. And she tells Forrest he doesn't know what love is. Mm. Uh, and then she just says, "Remember when we thought we were we used to pray? So I turned into a bird. Do you think I could fly off this bridge?" Oh, and you're a, like, that's a suicide reference, no, right? It is. And this is where us being aligned to Forrest, yeah. this dramatic, it's the idea that we clearly know more than Forrest does. And when he's not able to pick up on it, we're going, oh, Forrest, come on. And, do you, and you don't blame him for not getting there. Be like, oh, please get there. And I genuinely believe her that I, she was ready to go. She was ready on a serious, to, oh, she, she was the second ready. time, especially. Oh. Um, and so she goes and she's like, just stay away from me, Forrest. And she gets a ride with the first, like, bad decisions, right? Again. First guy, yeah, she, yeah, where first. are you going? Anywhere. Yeah. And he says, bye bye, Jenny. They sending me to Vietnam. And he explains, in case geography's not good, it's a whole other country. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes back and gives us the promise me something. If you're ever in trouble, don't try to be brave. Just run, run away. And that plants it in our mind. Does, so to yeah. Jay's point again, even when we go to Vietnam, even if she's not on camera, we're waiting for that response. I can't believe I'm going to do this again with four weddings and a funeral, but I'm going to. Yeah. When Carrie says it's really easy, just answer every question with, with I do. I do yeah. And then you're thinking about it. And when it comes up, chew you, do you? We're like, oh, this is where you're supposed to say I do because yeah. she told you that. Yeah, she Same did, thing. Yeah. Just run away. We think when he gets in trouble. Well, what did, yeah, Jenny told him to run away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really well done. Just, it is. The script in places has a couple of wobbles. The story overall is so oh, strong. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, and just like that, she was gone. And Forrest goes back to his home, and they're on this log by the lake or the pond at his at his mom's place. Yeah. And he puts her head on her shoulder, and she consoles him just before he goes off to uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Before and, we move on to our, yeah, go ahead. How beautiful, how beautiful it is that location. We have like that that whole lake they're shooting at, and oh. where he grows up, and the parts of Alabama. I mean, yeah, the, really, just really the nice. greenery and the whole film is just gorgeous to look at. And the tree, which we didn't talk about, because you can't talk about everything. But there is that bit where, like, she taught me how to read. I taught her how to dangle. That whole bit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That tree, which becomes Jenny and Forest Tree, is oh. such an important location as well. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's a lovely yeah. tree. Every time we see it, it's pure cinema. Yeah, lovely yeah. tree. Go to Vietnam, and this is the part called How Much Money Have We Spent on the Soundtrack? Triple it. Yeah. <laughs> the songs are coming, and it's Fortunate Son. Bum, CCR. Bum. Yeah, Queen's Clearwater Revival. Woo. The helicopters in a much better version of Apocalypse Now. Oh, like, oh so yeah. Much good. And whenever you see those Apache helicopters with the coming in, yeah. you hear Fortunate Son on. Tell you, yeah, it it's, really it's, it's in your head. It, oh, it's, doesn't it? Yeah. It puts you in the time and place. And it I does. always thought at 15 or 14, when I first saw this, I'm like, man, Vietnam looks cool. <laughs> You got radio, they're barbecuing steak, there's beer. <laughs> yeah. War is all right. They make it look good, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. All things that Forrest probably couldn't care less about. No. No. 
Uh, we meet uh, Lieutenant Dan. We'll Lieutenant talk a little bit more about Dan. him in a minute, but we find out someone from his family had fought and died in every single American war, that and the clever. shots of them all falling down <laughs> with this goofy look on his face in every one of them, too. Yeah. Really well done, including the diegetic sound of him hitting the ground yeah. in each of these wars. Uh, so Forrest says, I guess you could say he had a lot to live up to. And Lieutenant Dan says, try not to do anything stupid like get yourself killed as Sloop John B. I yeah. want to go, go home. Yeah. The music mirrors what's happening so well throughout so this good. film. And Forrest goes, I sure hope I don't let him down. <laughs> not that like dying's a bad <laughs> no, thing. No. I just want to let Lieutenant Dan down. Uh, he, he persists through that through the whole film then, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he takes that even when they're not at Vietnam anymore. He still looks out for Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, absolutely. After him. Uh, Lieutenant Dan Taylor, played by Gary Sinise. The first thing I'd seen him in. I know he did stuff before oh, this. I saw him in the uh, Mice and Men's 92. Yeah, I saw him in But first. I saw him in this first. Okay, so interesting. Because I watched it at school. That's the reason why I watched the Mice and Men. is because I went, oh, it's Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, and so I watched that then. Who does he play in it? He plays, oh, he plays George. Yeah. He plays George. Yeah. I thought he might, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. John Malkovich playing him. Uh, I love Gary Sinise in this film. Oh, me too. But I like him in all films. He's yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. He's not very good, and I can't believe I'm making this reference. He's not very good in 13 Reasons Why Season 4. <laughs> not that. He comes Wait, on as he, a psychiatrist. He's not very good. I'm not saying that. I was just thinking, like, when's the last time I've seen Gary Sneeze and everything? And I guess I have not seen 13 Reasons Why Season 4. And yeah. there it is. That's don't, don't. Season, I'll stand by. Season 1's really good. Season 2's okay. And then just stop. <laughs> because it's horrendous uh actually he's not i'm afraid he's not bad he's actually quite good okay he actually is um the problem is that this this what he was part of okay they wrote him a check god bless him Uh, Uh, this is the first of three movies where sinise and hanks act together liam can you name the other two uh apollo 13 and and jake can you snipe it i was gonna say apollo 13 now i'm like "Hmm, what's the other one Ready for this? Go on. Green Mile. Green Mile! Oh, of course yeah. he is. Yeah, i just seen that recently. So I've seen oh, all three. Yeah. Another great... Oh, them. He's, he's just there and gone in another, Green Mile, but yeah. Jerker. Do you know, I mean, he's a very good support actor. Ready for who else was up for this role? Go on. What if Lieutenant Dan, they showed up and said, hello, Lieutenant Dan. He said, oh, it's funny. Oh, funny how? Like I'm a clown? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. I can't imagine Joe Pesci doing this. I can, but it's very different. He would have dialed it up to it. Oh, give me that cast. Absolutely give me that cast. You should see that. I couldn't find anybody who else was on the short list for Jenny besides Robin Wright. So, yeah. But yeah, interesting. Uh, the necklace wow. worn by Lieutenant Dan uh, in the film is a rosary with a St. Christopher medal that was worn by uh, his brother-in-law uh, in 67, 68 in Vietnam itself. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. A bit more poignant. And so inspired by this character, um, Gary Sinise founded a rock band called the Lieutenant Dan Band. It goes around on USO tours to play for U.S. military personnel and benefits for veteran-related causes. And he was awarded the Presidential Citizen Medal in 2008 for his charity efforts. Oh. I was wondering, <laughs> maybe this joke won't land too well. <laughs> Is the band still going? I was just wondering if it's still got legs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I did make the joke that he should have been in, uh, 
he should have been in Lord of the Rings, which he reviewed a couple of weeks ago, because, you know, but they already had a Legos. He, 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 he weren't good with arrows. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Uh, so uh, this is great because People we're kind of... have to work with. <laughs> <laughs> because we're kind of going through this. Again, it's a scene that we've been... It's funny because Forrest Gump plays on tropes of existing movies so well. So he does the bit where you're all walking down on patrol and he introduces you with a voiceover to all the other characters. Oh, this is great. And he goes, every, and this is part of the script that's brilliant. He goes, Lieutenant Dan would always have funny feelings. For instance, he'd tell us all that we should get down. Shut up and get and down. And shut up. <laughs> and then we hear Lieutenant goes, right after, go, get down. Shut up. <laughs> and then, And then the rest of the voiceover where he's like, that's that specs over there but he's whispering the voiceover like he's still there <laughs> it's the i had never noticed the whisper and why that's so perfect because he's doing a voiceover it's, <laughs> it's so good it's so well done and i love where they find the humor in the darkness yeah he goes to what specs he's from detroit and that's that's williams he's from cleveland no, that's they're, tex they're all, they're, all, they're all state names oh are they and that's yeah. tex i don't I that's don't remember why, where Tex was from. That's why that joke's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bubba and Forrest agree to open a shrimping business after the war. 50-50, they'll split it. This is when they're back-to-back in the rain. We'll sit back-to-back. Has back- anyone here sat back-to-back? I want to know that. Or like, at, you know, college or at a party, just like need to fall asleep at a concert. <laughs> No. Not to sleep, no. To fall asleep at a concert. It kind of feels counterintuitive. I don't know why you would else go back-to-back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I've started feeling. Maybe if you're, if you're like the, the train station and you don't want you don't want to be like laying down across seats or something like that, so you both sat up. No one's in a mess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Mine's only ever been in like drama classes where like sit back to back with your partner. Do trust exercises. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, then we have the attack in Vietnam because it rained for four months and somebody turned off the rain and the attack happens instantly. That was clever. Because you're going all that rain, you're going oh, you know, dreary, blah blah. And then blah. for a moment and you then, look up and you yeah. go, oh, it's bright. Yeah, and then that happens. Isn't it, it was great. Um, I love the rain gag too. Just when he's talking about the rain came from the, <laughs> coming down, and it yeah. came from the sides, even comes from the bottom. Yeah, he's <laughs> like having to like hold his hand above so it doesn't hit him in the face. Um, and then for, the, the attack happens, and Forrest is told to run by Bubba, so he does that, and then he goes and tells him, "I was alone," which I guess obviously is a bad thing. So he goes back and saves everybody, and on like the third or fourth trip, he does trip and he lands, and so does the camera right by legs that are damaged, and we can hear lieutenant dan on his phone but we haven't panned over to him yet so we see just like forrest does the state of his legs yeah and then we see lieutenant dan so we're going oh shoot you're in a bad way yeah and he rescues lieutenant dan who definitely does not want to be saved no he wanted to go like his forefathers not forefathers um his- yeah forefathers right? yeah, yeah. Forefathers yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. and effects in that scene oh very much for 94 especially yeah oh. yeah and then like he the runs compositing when he's running away in the explosion oh like, that's you know, huge like, like, really good also because he's got as he he finds bubba and bubba's and forrest isn't good at hiding this one no he's not bubba's like i'm okay and he's like oh bubba you're not (laughs) no and he picks him up i don't everybody else who he's got kind of across his shoulders he's kind of carrying bubba in like his 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 bridal style sure that's only done because they used wires to support oh because like no disrespect intended bubba's a much bigger man than tom hanks and even if it's someone of comparable weight i mean on on, using just your biceps really yeah that's a lot of weight that'd be hard so and this is where you get the right then it felt like something jumped up and bit me (laughs) something bit me (laughs) and everything blows up Uh, he would have been scorched but you know if for 90 i don't care if 94 or not it looks great it looks looks great it does 
Um, and then he goes, if I'd have known this was the last time Bubba and I was going to talk, I'd have thought something smarter to say. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> but again, in the most darkest moment. Because we commented, I went, damn them for making me yeah, laugh here. Because I know what this is. Yeah. And then I'm still laughing. And he goes, why'd this happen for us? You got shot. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> it's funny. But it's great. It's funny, too, because it's the, it's the story and the character's funny. It's not like constantly undercutting itself. No, no. It's not confident in itself. It's doing it because it's just it's the tone of it. Yeah. So and when they pull it, like, two seconds later, when they when, when they pull it back to go, and you should feel sad, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So the joke doesn't, doesn't taint no. the emotion that they want me to feel afterwards. Yeah. No, it's so cleverly done. Oh, it's really well done. It is. Um, and, the, and the Vietnam stuff I always want to talk about, just like, that's the part where Forrest, I really feel for him. Like you really get like why he's such a good character is that like he's in, he's walking through the high water and it doesn't bug him in the same way that like, he just looks at the bright side of life and he, you know, and he's always <laughs> just going forward with everything. And it's like, it's just sort of, even the worst situations. <laughs> and that's part of like the dark humor of it in a way that, but like, yeah. he just, it kind of makes you smile. It's he's not like smart enough to can, get the danger he's in. No, sure. Ever. But they, when they blow out that, like, like foxhole, no, like gum. Go ahead and check it out. He's he like dives in. in. <laughs> yeah, guns are blazing. But there's a beauty in his innocence. You there know? is. And there is. Like how yeah. he sees the world. Oh, for sure. Which was the tagline? See the world through the eyes of Forrest Gump. That was yeah. the tagline of the oh, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bubba dies, and he just tells the person on the bench, and we rip away from him. We're like, "Oh right, he's telling a story." And all the sound is just his naked voice in this open square. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, during the ambush of Vietnam, the enemy's never seen. This led many combat veterans, especially Vietnam veterans, to rate this as one of the most accurate combat scenes in movie history. It was very sudden. The enemy isn't seen, and it happens very quickly. Yeah, you heard you heard them. Probably you heard them at a certain point. You heard them, didn't you? When um, Forrest goes back to get Bubba, I think that's that bit. Okay, you yeah, hear them. They're that close, aren't they? Oh, do you really? Oh, okay. You, you, don't, you don't see them, but you hear them. Yeah, you don't see them. You you see yeah. them in the background. They're like in the in the behind Bubba. You can see oh, like yeah? four people okay. run, but they're like just in the bushes. Like yeah. you don't yeah, want to be yeah. back. But so it just adds to that. Like it you does. Know. And yeah. then speaking of the positive, Forrest, like you know, one of the best things we're getting shot in the butt is. You get free ice cream. And he's got these two ice creams. He's looking for Lieutenant Dan ice cream. Yeah. I never takes the ice cream and puts it in the bedpan. And we should talk about Lieutenant Dan and his lack of legs. Wow. The CGI and Lieutenant Dan's legs is amazing. They car- they wrapped the lower part of his legs with blue fabric, which then blue screen kind of yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And got rid of it. And they had to paint his legs out from every single frame now it's 24 frames a second traditional yeah, film yeah, stock yeah, yeah. right so for no, how many minutes he's on he's on so, so how many you know how many minutes so 24 times the number of seconds yeah but that, it's worth oh. it it's worth it oh it is, absolutely is it's committed to history now yep. and you will always see that so any imperfection that you'd have had or cut corners at the time you know you'd see it today where now you don't think about how long it took you just uh, you just see for what it is, yeah. And I think um, Gary Sinise is that you say it? Yeah. I've already said signs for God. No, yeah, Sinise. Sinise. Yeah, I used to say um, I used to say Sinise. So, yeah, 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 Sinise. Um, <laughs> when you think of how he's acting and how he's pulling himself up from chairs, there's and, only one part where it's, where one it's visible. Shot that I know it's when he's in New York and he's trying to get himself in the wheelchair yeah. and he's sort of brace and you can tell he's bracing using his, his heel and they edit away from it really quickly yeah. and move yeah. aside. But for a moment, if you imagine his legs, he is bracing yeah, off of his yeah, ankle. Yeah, yeah, and you can, it's the angle that the 
because it's almost being looks like it's being it's hovering he's almost there, like doing like one, one of these exercises yeah 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 he was made a special wheelchair by the magician ricky J to help hide his legs that could be hit on a hidden platform for the shots later on oh, okay um the contortion uh requ- required to sit in it meant he could only do it for about 10 minutes at a time before his legs were like too cramped to continue yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah credit to him one of, was one of the things like you look at everything from that the things i remember really being impressed by were tom hanks and all the archival footage yeah and the other thing was lieutenant dan and his legs yeah. those are the two big ones that i went whoa i remember at the time thinking that he actually really did get rid of his legs <laughs> no that's commitment to a part yeah i know yeah. I, saying, I, I chopped some hair off i'm not chopping my legs yeah, no. off no 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 and then we move from that to um forrest has taught how to play ping pong ping pong he's told by the guy teaching him never ever take your eyes off the ball and you know what he never does when you watch him in the scenes he's always directly looking at the ball i can do better than that oh go go on forrest doesn't blink when he looks at the ball because i was looking for it doesn't blink wow so uh, ironic though because there is no ball Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> in most Quite of the easy scenes, not to blink. Yeah, well, well, maybe not blinking in general is a bit difficult. But as far as like following the ball, basically they just put the ball. Whereas maybe, it's yeah. the same as like with Samuel Jackson when he did like the big lightsaber scene yeah, in yeah. Attack of the Clones. He just moved his arms around. They just add the lightsaber <laughs> where it's going to go there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's it's one of those things where uh, I'll tell you what, it looks really good. Like I remember they it told does, me like they've added good. this in. It's the sound. The sound sells it. Mm-hmm. Because the physics of it, it looks it looks legit and it sounds legit. So good old foley artists. <laughs> foley artists are important. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Dan is a, oh he, in the middle of the night he grabs Forrest he pulls him down in between the beds and says he robbed him of his destiny, which is a big theme of this movie. What is destiny? Yeah, I, I like this scene because um, you see Lieutenant Dan as this strong character, this leader. He's this, so good in this scene. So, so yeah, and you see him crumble. And he, you see that, you know, the strength he doesn't have in his mind at this moment that he needs to have. So you, you need to see him broken down. You need to see him build himself back up again. Yeah. But that's that. This is a pivotal moment. Let me, let me ask you a question here, Jay. I mean, if you're directing an actor and you have a specific sort of place you want them to go, like, are you kind of letting the actor kind of figure it out for themselves? How much direction are you giving someone on some of these moments where it's supposed to be a big emotional moment? What's the ownership of those scenes? You know, stuff like that can be tough. It depends on the actor and how to approach it. Sometimes it's changing the environment a little bit and like providing a, like, sometimes what I do a lot is like, you know, like they, they, there's a confidence when they walk into the room and you need them to be less confident. So like the chair they keep walking into, I'll just take the chair out or move it a different, lo- different place in the room. So when they come in, they're a good enough actor to like find the chair, but that little moment of finding the chair adds a little bit of like honestness to it. Um, but I think more like when you get like just character beats and people want to discuss things and talk things, I think, you know, it really depends on what they want to go for. But personally on the day, I don't want it on bigger scenes. I don't do too much talking. I think a lot of that comes before and I like setting up kind of a shorthand with them. So like for on Northwood pie, for example, Annika, we kind of had uh, a thing. We said Peter or Wendy or um, uh, Tinkerbell. So like we kind of talked this whole conversation on the big conversations when we were really directing, we didn't know, like, should we play it more like a friend? Do we play it more like she likes him? And we would just be like a little bit more Tinkerbell, a little bit more Wendy. And it's Love like that. that shorthand just kind of speeds up the whole process, you know. And but because I don't like having big, you know, you don't want to have a giant into emotional conversation necessarily right before. I think the actor, if you if they're a professional actor, they're prepared for that. You've had these discussions beforehand. I think you just do a little bit reminder, but it's it's tough. I mean, because every scene I approach completely different. I direct every scene differently depending on what I need to get, and I write down 
you know, 50 different ideas of things to say or approach or how I'm viewing it. So kind of tough. Yeah, th- th- thanks for that. Because I've just never really considered, it, yes, get inside. you know, who 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 control. I mean, I think Gary Sinise is just a world class actor oh, for one. Good. Of course, like when you get someone like that, I mean, they're always going to do. You just great, let him, right? yeah. So uh, two lines that just make me go oh, on both sides of it. He goes, "I was Lieutenant Dan Taylor," and what he means is so much about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Forrest goes, "You still Lieutenant Dan?" Yeah, and it's like. Oh, but that that's the crux of it he doesn't think he is yeah he thinks he's someone else now he's the cripple he's the freak he's not lieutenant dan yeah pa- powerful stuff very powerful uh, here's he plays my- like four characters in this he's so great because yeah, of his evolution his arc he has like the most range of anyone in the story actually and what he has to play and he uh, does a great job in every part i think i'll mirror you with jenny i think jenny's jenny. got kind of the same yeah, sort of yeah. things yeah. there but yeah for sure um, here's my thought about Forrest Gump. I think people are painfully honest with Forrest Gump because of his low intellect. Yes. So they say the things to him they would never say to somebody else because he won't judge them, nor does he really, you think, have the words to say back to you. So you can be as brutally honest or share your deeper most fears, whatever it is, because it's Forrest. And what's Forrest going to do with it? And then Forrest, without, you know, with this wonderfully simplistic, almost childlike and without, energy, and without missing a beat, comes back with. A totally different perspective on how to look at things. Yep, yep. And a brighter aspect to look at things. Yeah. Uh, Forrest is awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. He goes to Lieutenant Dan, but he's been sent home. So Forrest goes to the White House and moons LBJ. <laughs> he does. I got shot in the buttocks. It's, you know what? After everything that happened with Lieutenant Dan, that's a nice little... Sorry. <laughs> that, okay. <laughs> Clap right in front of the mic. <laughs> that, that, that That's a nice little sort of shift again a pivot point yeah. these, these 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 presidential scenes become little we need a palate cleanse yeah we've gone somewhere serious let's do a light something and now we're back to a different part of the story yeah it's, it's cleverly so i liked him yeah yeah nice little bridge and that take it also gives us a reason for Forrest to be in washington and go to the peace rally where he gets caught up he's just taking pictures just like that and he gets yeah. caught up in a rally of veterans for peace in vietnam um there's the guy with the american flag who's just swearing a lot <laughs> Um, and I mean, this is, this is one of those scenes. This is my scene, Jay, if I may, of, of movie magic, where he goes up, he does his speech, they pull the cords out. Uh, apparently what jo- Tom Hanks, as he said, oh, go I've on. only got one thing to say about the, oh, <laughs> the voiceover goes, there's only one thing I can say about the war in Vietnam. And then the movie goes, there's only one thing I can say about the war in Vietnam. And the wires get pulled and they go, we can't hear you and all that stuff. Yeah. And apparently Hanks says, what he said was sometimes people go to Vietnam. They go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. And that's a bad thing. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, okay. Now, the guy who's like been listening to his own voice, boom. Like, I get that Forrest doesn't understand that no one can hear his stuff. Yeah. Guy in the American flag shirt should totally have known, but no, you know, no, no one could hear what he was doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. But then you get, what's your name? He goes, Forrest Gump. They go, Gump. And then you hear Forrest. And she walks I know what you're saying. Let, oh, okay. let me have this first. Okay, yeah, yeah. She walks into the pool in front of the Washington Monument. He goes, Jenny. It's a great And moment. they meet and everybody cheers. And I, I do cry here. Yeah. Or at least I did. I've never cried watching Forrest Gump before. I'm oh, getting, I'm getting soppy in my old age, oh, I have. but I cried and it was, it's, it's, it's a, a nice, it's a beautiful moment. and everybody cheers. It's, he says, I've never, that was the happiest day of my life. Oh. Now say what you want to say. Yeah, at the, at the monument, um, there was not enough extras to fill the whole thing. So they did like um, different parts of it and filmed different and superimposed yep. 
around the actual monument. So. Yep, 1,500 extras were used. After each take, they were rearranged and moved to a different quadrant away yeah. from the camera. And then they were the extras were multiplied that a crowd of 1,500 turned into several hundred thousand. Yeah, that was... Uh, so I, saw that, I saw that on the extras, I think. I love... George, you've been very quiet. What do you think of this scene? Yeah. It was, it was cute. Yeah. It was cute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still not on board with the film yet. Oh, okay, wow. Well, I, th- I yeah. thought, what about this confession? As we go on, the confession's leaving, I think. I, I don't, don't know. know. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything you want to add to that, Jay? No, I, I agree. It's one of the all-time movie moments. I mean, only in a movie, like I say, can you have that happen. I mean, coincidence is the key of filmmaking in a way. And it's like when you can pull off coincidence and it doesn't feel like, ugh, of course that happened. And it really feels genuine and it makes you cry. I mean, that's the most successful thing I think a film can do. I don't know why I keep doing this, but I'm making another reference back to last week and foreigns in a funeral. More so our, our interview we did with Simon, Simon Callow, Callow yeah. who said the best movies or whatever it is are ones that take place in this kind of never, never land. And despite the fact that it's a tr- like America's actual history, yeah, it is this never, never land where you would go to the Washington Monument and Jenny happens to be there. And it's yeah. this kind of this sort of just like Fortnite's of Funerals, this hyper real version of England. Yeah. Like this is a hyper real version of America's story in the second half of the 20th century. Absolutely. So I think it's absolutely brilliant. It is. Uh, then we go to the Black Panther Party. <laughs> and yeah. we meet Wesley and all props to the guy, Jeffrey Blake, because I hate Wesley so much. Yeah, yeah. And he has very little time on camera. Yeah. Like, he it's does like a little like rat, like the glasses and yeah. little rat face and the, and the face, like everything, the haircut, everything they've done makes me go, he's a weasel. I shouldn't like him, but props to the actress. The, the biggest thing he's yeah. done. Yeah. 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 I mean, he blames beating her up. I was like, oh, Johnson. And oh, it's that's, like, oh, it's, it's that fucking Johnson. And like, he's already <laughs> losing his temper at that point again. You're like, jeez. Yeah. So this guy from the Black Panther party is trying to lecture Forrest and he's got like, he can't hear anything because he just sees on, he? he just sees uh, Wesley hit um, Jenny and he's just going over there. He's asked to leave and very politely says, I'm sorry, I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the way he really goes into him, oh, yeah. he really sort of takes him down, doesn't he? I think it's the most brutal of the beatings that he does in the movie. <laughs> uh, probably because it is, it is the worst, though, that we see someone do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he doesn't, uh, oh, Jenny says he doesn't mean it when he does things like this, which means this has happened before. Yeah. Oh, and this is where you go. I wanted to be your boyfriend and she ignores him. Yeah, she does. And they walk, they have their own little before sunrise moment. Yeah. They walk around all night in Washington talking and he shares some of his stories. And then he says, Jenny, I'm so glad we was here together in our nation's capital. I, I had a friend in uh, in uh, high school, and uh, we went on like a school trip to Ottawa, which is Canada's capital. I went, Jenny, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad we're here together in our nation's capital. <laughs> I love the before movies, and I just want to say that's another example of what you're talking about with um, how movies in this fantasy world that, yeah. you know, I love these big operatic movies, and even Forrest Gump applies that, and it's, you know, of course it's cinematic, but even a movie like the before films, you think they're realistic and grounded, but they're completely cinematic and oh, absolutely. World. I mean, it's this, and that's what's so beautiful that, like, about I think about filmmaking is just that you know that sprinkle that it can only happen in the movies is kind of why we go. Absolutely, well said. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are we at now? Um, oh yeah, so you know, <laughs> montage of Jenny doing drugs and living like a bum. <laughs> 
pretty much uh, throughout. This, you got, this you, is the you, worst you see. Oh, no, this stuff is also where you know they're, they're like busking on the side of the, it's always, Hey, you want to go to Washington? Oh, far out oh, and all that. Yeah. Um, Wesley, we said blames his domestic abuse on Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> I don't think that's really a f- fair on LBJ. No. And Forrest thinks she should go back to Greenbow, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> he gives her his Medal of Honor. And she was like, I did, because I, I just got it by doing what you told me to do. Well, to be fair, she said, run away. And he went back over and over again. Yeah. If anything, she said, don't be a hero. And he does the exact opposite of that. <laughs> as much as the movie wants me to go, oh, he really does the opposite. He does. He does. Um, she goes, why are you so good to me? And he goes, because you're my girl. Oh, oh it gets oh. me. Simple as that. Like, whatever reason. And the confidence he has when he says that. Yeah. And she goes, I'll always be your girl. As she then gets on the bus and leaves. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What is with this woman? <laughs> oh, my word. Um, he plays ping pong for a bit more. He goes over to China and whatnot. And then he gets to go on national TV with John Lennon and Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett is the only example of someone who came back and refilmed themselves as themselves. Really? He oh. came back, got makeup done, and did his part of the interview again. Oh, fantastic. Isn't that great? That is really good. Yeah. I did not know that until I did the research for this week. Fantastic. Oh, that's good. I love that. Um, yeah, he's the only one to do is a cameo. Uh, and then apparently Forrest Gump inspires Imagine by John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. No possessions. <laughs> <laughs> no religion, too. It's hard to imagine. Well, it's easy if you try, Dick. <laughs> uh, in the actual interview, um, where Forrest sits is Yoko Ono. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, the, I've seen the actual I've, interview. I've oh, brilliant. And then we have, went, he gets out of the TV studio and he runs into Lieutenant Dan, who is up on this fire exit. There's a ramp going up the stairs and he talks to Forrest for two minutes before he starts sliding with the ice down the ramp. Can someone explain to me how he got up there? <laughs> uh, great difficulty. Because I mean, it's, uh, he ain't wheeling himself up that. So no, I he's either been there for a hell of a long time. <laughs> maybe or, somebody push some- him up. Maybe, he maybe. He gave a cigarette to a random guy and he pushed yeah, him Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, That's yeah. true. Uh, then they go walking through the street and we hear everybody's talking by Harry Nilsson and Lieutenant Dan goes, I'm walking Dan here. Yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> Funniest joke in the film. It's a reference to Midnight Cowboy yeah. where we have the same line of music, we're done. And the, the, the movie would have been two years old in this, in this part of the narrative. Oh, would it? So it would have been something they would have seen and yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. aping it. That's cool. Oh, I love that. And that was that's a, good. I also yeah. like the fact that he's he's not walking, he's in a wheelchair. In, yeah. in, in the, that's why it's funny. In the original movie, that was an ad lib. Oh, was it really? That was a, that was a yeah. wide shot. Yeah. That was a wide shot looking down on a real, real street. Um, Lieutenant Dan asks uh, Forrest if he's found Jesus yet. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Respectful, sir. And so he goes into, Lieutenant Dan goes into this thing about how all the cripples down at the, uh, at the Veterans Association are always sort of preaching Jesus at him. And so he thinks that Forrest is on board with it. And Forrest, I mean, Mrs. Nabit goes, I'm going to heaven, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. And you can see this in Dan just like, I don't know where to go with this. I like that. Yeah. Because nice. t- there's, there's, there's a thing um, that I heard. I think it was Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Park. I yeah. think it was them who said great comedy. And I don't think it's limited to comedy. But it occurs when you put your two most different characters side by side. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. where it comes from. In this case, it's not comedy, but you take your most pessimistic and bitter character and you put him inside the most optimistic man there ever was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they become this great double act as oh, a result. It's so good. It would make sense that it was those two because it's literally the premise for the Book of Mormon. 
and the pairing. That's oh, well, just, yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was Trey Parker and Matt yeah. Stone. So it's that say, oh, you mean those two is in Trey Parker yeah, and Matt Stone, yeah, yeah. not Forrest and no, Lieutenant no, no, Dan. No, 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 I was like, I don't, I don't see the link between Forrest yeah. and Lieutenant yeah, 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 Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, the one guy's kind of simple. But. <laughs> no, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Sorry, okay, yeah. So that was always something I've noticed, like in comedy, but this is the first time I've seen it in kind of. Because I don't even know what to tell you what, what what genre of film Forrest Gump is. Long. Long is not a genre. It was 2 and 15. It's not that long. But it feels long. Oh, I disagree. Well, I, I think it's a dense film. It's a romantic comedy. They get a lot in there. It's, it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it's a romantic comedy. There's romance. There's comedy. It's a romantic comedy. Wow. It's not the crow. We're back to the crow. <laughs> uh, I, what, what do you think? I mean, I was going to jump. Usually this kind of thing we say at the end, but since it came up kind of organically, Jay, you got any thoughts on the genre of this film? I mean, I've been thinking that forever. That's why I said earlier, like, adult movie, I said, because as a kid, I was like, not, you know, it's not a superhero movie. So I just called it an adult drama. Yeah. But I guess it's an, a biogra- like an epic, a, a drama epic, like a character epic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's epic in its scope. Like it's huge. It's like yeah. a biopic, but it's not actually a biopic yeah. of a fictional individual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fictional. It's a fictional biopic. It's, yeah. There we are. Fictional like, biopic. like it's better than a character study. It's, it's not. It's not biopic. young adult or something. Yeah. It's not. It's not that. It's yeah. It's you know what? It, it's kind of an entity unto itself, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 a film that came along. We didn't know we needed it, and then we got it. And it's like I'm glad. We, has there been anything else like it? Probably not. No. No. Um. So. Um, Lieutenant Dan, during this this little moment when they're spending the holidays together, um, agrees to be Gump's first mate if he ever is a shrimp boat captain. And there's a scene where they Lieutenant Dan chooses Forrest over over the prostitutes. Yeah, which I'm not sure I would have expected it to happen, but once he hears one of them call him stupid, that's his trigger, and he throws one. Don't you call him stupid? And I think it's the idea that Forrest is simple, but Forrest is not. Is not stupid. No, no, Maybe no, like right. an academic intelligence. Sure, that. But but you know, I think we've seen over and over again that Forrest has been right yeah. about so many things. So I think that's his because that defines him. This is the thing. I think that and Forrest Gump says it in his way. I think people look at Lieutenant Dan and want to say cripple. That's the one adjective that describes who you are. Yeah, or the one noun that describes who you are. Yeah, and look at him and they say stupid. This kind of is an adjective, and so that's what this defines you. And he's so much more than just this really minimalistic label. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think Lieutenant Dan feels the same way. I think when Forrest says that, I think Lieutenant Dan has the opposite, has, feels the same thing and has the same sentiment, sentiment at that moment where he realizes, like, he feels that way about himself. He looks at Forrest and he knows and he sees Forrest kind of freezes up for a moment. So I think he kind of realizes that, like, Forrest feels the same way I feel about being called crippled. And I know I'm more than crippled and he knows he's more than stupid. And yeah, I think yeah. they kind of have that bonding moment. Yeah. I, I, I meant to mention this, and I'll do it now. Um, Lieutenant Dan said, the day you're a shrimp boat captain, I'm an astronaut. And this is funny for two reasons. Because he was an astronaut. Number one, because they will later be in Apollo 13 together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a year later. later. <laughs> but number two being that in the book, he becomes an astronaut. He does, yeah. That's why I had my hands Oh, I'm up. sorry. I, oh. I thought I was being good and actually listening to the... He listened to me. Like, I was like, all right. Well, thank, thank you for paying attention to, to, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bar is low. Thank you for paying attention to what we were actually here discussing. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the fact that you think it's bragging. I wanted to show off to that. <laughs> like, look, I, I, I listen. Uh, uh, Forrest goes to the White House again. Okay. And I'm at the President of the United States. Okay. Again. It's, it's the little things. That's so. Because he's like, he's like, he's like, it's a burden on him now. I guess I'll have to go. Yeah. Um, and so Nixon, uh, <laughs> Nixon finds out he's at a bad hotel. Puts him up at the water gates. <laughs> I wish he hadn't. 
and he calls security and the security guard goes security frank wills that's the actual security guard is it i don't know if it's the same voice but it's oh. the name the names of the oh. guy though who picks up who is, is yeah. on security that night yeah, yeah, yeah. so there we go uh gump is discharged in the military and he just walks up. he runs first he runs out of the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. finally gets home and just goes I'm home, Mama. <laughs> I can see that forest. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because you always think of Mama as being like Mrs. Gump of being this really moral person. But they come on in. She's like, why don't you just say that you played with the ping pong paddle? He goes, well, I didn't use my paddle. I use my, I use my own paddle, Mama. He said, yeah, but it's $25,000. <laughs> yeah. We can do a lot with that money. I did look. $25,000 is about $163,000 today. Woo! I will yeah. say I, I will say I used a ping pong paddle for one hundred sixty three thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Um, and he goes to be a shrimp boat captain, and he on the process he talks to <laughs> talks to Bubba's mom, who says, "Are you stupid or something?" <laughs> he just <laughs> stupid is as stupid does. Um, and then he goes to Bubba's grave, and it's like he's Bubba's is accounted because he gives like a line for line reason for all of his spending. That's funny. And then he holds <laughs> back and goes. Bought myself uh, some lunch and a, uh, a bus ticket and a new suit and uh, three Dr. Peppers. And he goes, looks around and goes, a shrimp and boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> he thinks he's holding it back from Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's another nice recurring theme, him going to the grave. And oh, that's a good point. This is really yeah. the first one of the three we see in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And so uh, he sucks at shrimping. He's told the name is Boat. So, like, everything. He's so singularly minded. Yeah, Jenny. I called it the Jenny, the most beautiful name in the world, the Jenny. Jenny 1, Jenny 2. Yeah, later on. We cut to Jenny, just so we don't forget about her too much. Exactly. She's taking some drugs uh, and thinks about killing herself. Uh, She gets up on the ledge. Do you know what the song is? (sighs) I thought it was brilliant. Not off off, off hand. It's Freebird. (gasps) Oh, she said about flying. And this bird, you cannot So, okay, let's think about the thing. Like a guitar the f- solo. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So let's think about it a couple of ways. Let's think about it, the fact that it's free, uh, that she's a bird. She wants to be free. Yeah, yeah, Step yeah, one. Yeah. But the, the part right before it goes, and this bird, you cannot shay. Yeah. So does that mean Jenny? Jenny's in a circle of abuse. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. a circle of pain and hurting herself. So that's not going to change either. So just oh, go ahead and end oh. it because it's never going to get better than this. Yeah. Oh. And then she gets down. I don't like the bit where she's sort of like, I, I don't know. I think Robin Wright is very good in this movie. She is, yeah. I wasn't, the, I'm not the biggest fan of that. Man, I don't know how it was set out or how it was, it's, she kind of just like almost falls and then goes, I'm going to hug my knees and rock back and forward. Cut to forest, cut to forest. <laughs> yeah. that, that moment worked a little bit better for me this time watching it. I, had, I guess I had a okay. little bit more of a like, like I think people maybe probably have that realization. Like she had that moment where she actually did almost slip and then it kind of like, sucked her out of the moment where she like sobered up for that second you realize what you're doing which i'm assuming sadly i think a lot of people might go through when they make a decision like that maybe mm. at the last yep. i can't see so i'm assuming like that's what you know it just made her stop and realize Certainly. it maybe goes on a little long i feel that like it kind of drags on as they pan and holds on her for yeah a yeah i think so but uh but even the, 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 the that traffic almost becomes hypnotizing when she looks down you see it from her perspective mm-hmm. it's both scary because i hate heights <laughs> but you know when she steps up on there there's no fear at that moment, she stands up and she looks down. No, and she's looking down the whole time. It yeah. never really occurs no, to her. No, yeah. no, no. It's only yeah. when she snapped out. It's it, the like same Jay look said. she has when she looks down at the bridge when she's with Forrest yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I was walking in Memphis with Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, what do we have here then? We've got uh, Lieutenant Dan is there in his wheelchair. And I just, it's one of my favorite shots. Uh, Forrest is on the boat. 
and it's just coming across the screen, and he just bails on the boat and goes in the water. <laughs> How does the boat no turn sense. around? With absolute no joy on his face. It was, wasn't it? And the boat comes back the other direction. I don't know what the 180 degree is going on with that. I don't know how it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, movie's got a movie. Well, movie's got a movie. Don't steal my catchphrase news again. Last me. time you were here, you said movie's got a movie, and Jay said he was going to start using it. Now that he's using it, you're yeah. attacking him for it because he used it against me. I thought you were so big, going. I'm so proud. I listened to the podcast and remembered. I've got something in my eyes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, so he goes, I thought I'd try out my sea legs. <laughs> Forrest goes, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> and he's just so kind. He goes, I know that. <laughs> so he's agreed to show up. And then he goes, maybe you need to start. Uh, he says, they're still not successful. Maybe you should pray on it. So Forrest goes to church. And one of my favorite visual jokes in the whole movie, even more so than the wave and the jump, yeah, yeah. is Forrest with the black gospel choir who have all this rhythm. And Forrest is just like rigid the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lieutenant Dan's sitting at the back. With a bottle of whiskey or something. Whiskey, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he says, where's this God of yours? And then God shows up in this in this storm. And Gary Sinise is awesome in this scene, too. He's great in this scene. He's, he's like, like the pirate. guy. He's a pirate who has lost every bit of, like, sanity. And it's just yeah. like, he really believes. I think Gary Sinise, in that moment, really believes it's a showdown between him and God. Yeah. And you will never sink this boat. And is like, defiant in the face of of absolute power yeah 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 yeah. and that's his awakening that's his that's um, his moment that's yeah. his god and i coming face to face yeah. so arguably the person you need to talk to god wasn't wasn't forest. wasn't forest it no. was lieutenant dan yeah and comes to you know okay what is your because i think at this point he's going i owe you a death here i am take me yeah and then he doesn't yeah the only one who's spared yeah yep. and after that shrimping was easy because <laughs> <laughs> there's no other i thought that it's funny it's like you know they have a hurricane and then yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there's the bit where we kind of go, Forrest is successful because everybody else's life is ruined. <laughs> but we don't, we don't even think about that for a moment. We no. just go, good for Forrest. Yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, no, I did. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Bubba Gump Shrimp Company was born. Um, and so as he finishes this, uh, he's talking to the old guy on the bench. He's been talking to about, I don't know, 40 minutes now. And the guy's like, oh, you're the founder. Bubba Gump. We were talking to a millionaire. And he gets up and leaves. Make, yeah. And the little old woman's home, like, well, that's okay. You, know, you, you tell it so well with such passion. <laughs> and he goes, Do you want to see what Lieutenant Dan looks like? And he brings up the magazine cover that's got him and Lieutenant Dan on it. <laughs> and her face is just. It's brilliant. Oh, it's so good. Another visual joke, which I, they were kind of light on I'm up until this point. It wasn't Time magazine or something. It was fortune. It was fortune, I guess, to show there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I mean, to use time, you've got to have the rights to kind of use that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't just sort of put something on a Time magazine letterhead. Oh. Oh, yeah. Time's got to clear that. Oh, okay. Oh, you can do all sorts of terrible things. Oh, my, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Very true. So, um,. And then we cut, and Lieutenant Dan does thank Forrest for saving his life, and it's this beautiful shot as he sits there, and it's going to be so hard to swim with your leg. Like you, so Lieutenant Dan is swimming, but the actor, of course, has his legs. It's going to be so hard to like swim and move your arms and not move your legs out of instinct. Do you know how he did his legs over the boat? Well, no, how? Okay, so they, they cut a little bit of the piece out of the boat, so okay. his legs could go through the, the actual... And then they digitally put it back in? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. So that didn't look like he was lifting his legs over? Yeah, I didn't pay attention to where the sort of line would be, but that would make yeah. sense, yeah. You can you can swim like that, just with the arms called sculling. No, I'm sure you... 
obviously he can, he can because he does. But my, my thing is just their natural instinct yeah. is to want to move your legs of in the course. water. I mean, sure, they get more than one take, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But the, full, the, the background with the sky looks looks phenomenal. Oh, brilliant. And they say he made his peace with God. Like, it looked like, yeah, him and God are buddies now. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a quick number, and he... They're living the high life because things are going really well. They got seven Jennies. Jennies. And uh, Forrest Mama's sick and he runs all the way to Green Boy. He doesn't run all the way. He takes a bus, but he's, if he's not on the bus, he's running. Don't you jump over? I love it when he swim. jumps off the boat. Yeah, oh, he just, just swims. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or swim, he just starts going right away. Yeah. And, <laughs> no time like the present. <laughs> Sally Field's so important to this film. She is. Because she keeps his character grounded. And gives him the answers if there are them. Yeah. And if there's not, she doesn't give them to him. No. But, you know. She's so straight with him, too. Yeah. You know, when he, right when he gets there, she just tells him straight off the bat. Oh, I'm dying. Because he, cause he has to have that. He needs that. He can't, you can't beat around the bush. You can't because he won't pick up on subtext. No. No, it's, it's a good point. And you have to give him and, the straight And answers. dying's part of life. Something he's going to have to know. Yeah. Something he's going to have to know. Yeah. So like everything's at this list life lesson he can take but with you, him. You think about what she said to him, and you think about when Bubba died, and he went, well, that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that's how he sees it, isn't it? Um, so she died on a Tuesday. Yeah. 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 That sounds really simple. My mom died on a Thursday. I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? It's really yeah, weird. Yeah. I don't know the number. No. I'm sure if I went back and looked, I could. I don't have the number like burned in my brain yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 11th, I think. 11th? Mom, but, but I know mom died on a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yep. I can tell you where I was, what I was doing, yeah, yeah, all that stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's more than just like a 365 day thing. That Thursday is actually quite, you know. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Um, so Forrest decides to stay in Greenbow because things are going well. And so it's a great idea. He's really thankful. But the town elders decided because he was all these things. They got this really sweet cherry job cutting the grass. <laughs> I had a summer job cutting grass at a ride in the lawnmower. It was all right. It was all right. Yeah. yeah I don't mind that. It's fun, right? Did you, today, did if you had podcasts and stuff, oh, it'd be great. Go on. Did you do donuts? No. Oh. No, no, no. I was still a little bit intimidated. Like, it was a big old one. I was a little bit intimidated by it. Oh, I'd, yeah. been, I'd been doing donuts. I'd have been all over the That's place. how I had to keep the job, and you wouldn't have. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Forrest, and this is the whole dr- dramatic irony stuff, right? So Forrest gets given a letter, and Lieutenant Dan invests some of his money, and it's like an Apple, it's a fruit company. <laughs> and of course, it's Apple computers with the old, Apple like, different Macintosh, logo, yeah. where it was all the different colors. The yeah. rainbow one, yeah. The rainbow one. And so... Um, so now he's loaded and he shares the wealth and he gives Bubba's mum his hot car half. Oh, and, she faints. Yeah. And then she, uh, we had that earlier montage of all of her, her, her ancestors bringing, uh, you know, gumbo or whatever it is to, mm, shrimp, to, yeah. yeah, some sort of cooking of shrimp yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. Cause shrimp gumbo is one of the options you can have with shrimp. And bringing it. And now she has, and has a white woman bringing her food. She does. It's a nice sort of turnabout as to what we'd seen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Jenny comes to Greenbow and goes to his house. And it felt at first, they're going to go, okay, it's going to be the same thing as the monument. And they're both going to walk to each other and embrace. And so they walk to each other and they stop. And I love what a film teaches me. There's a pattern. And then they go, ha ha, we're going to break it now. <laughs> yeah. It's just so you notice it. And they stop. And then she embraces him. Yeah. First nice uh, which gets you the impression that it's real that it's legit that she's not using him yeah, yeah yeah and jenny is clearly here to get clean yeah of course she is this is detox yeah in the forest gum one person that looks after her yep in the worst time of their life who will accept her for whatever no she wants what. to do they went for walks every day yeah 
and they go to Jenny's childhood house, and it's for a movie that's got so much going on with score and sound and licensed music and all this stuff. It's deathly quiet when they go to there. And she, I was going to point that out. Great, great moment. Yeah, yeah. she throws her shoes. <laughs> yeah, she throws rocks, and then she cries in forest because she doesn't get it. It's kind of like she's throwing herself. At it, going, you know, well, how well, dare you? because yeah, the house is a personification yeah, of her father. Of course. Yeah. yeah she yeah. attacks the house because she can't attack her, attack her father. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then I think it's, it's the futility of it. Like, yeah, you smashed a window. You feel any better? Anything different? Mm. And it's not, is it? No, 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 but it's no. not that it still stands there. It's still there. Just like her father's impact on her life is still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful scene. I, I, again, it was one that I didn't really give much notice to until this time. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add? I mean, you didn't say it was a powerful scene. Yeah, no, I just I was I was going to talk about the music thing, how it goes away. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I also noticed that, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> kind of weirdly, she then gives him some shoes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fresh, fresh Nikes, and again, this idea that Nikes very new around this time. Like Nike mm-hmm. comes out early eighties. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it would not have been like the big name brand thing it is now. No, no, no. no. Um, and so. Um, she then they're sitting by the lake at the house and it's the same they're in the same place when Jenny leaves the first time and they yeah. end up sort of in he, his mother consoles him yeah, yeah, yeah. she's now there and she puts her head on his shoulder and he's where his mother sat and she's where he sat and the head goes on the shoulder it's and a they, nice and they do again later yes yeah, yeah they do, do and it's a, yeah they do it's a nice mirroring here and I went oh that's really nice it is and um Forrest proposes to Jenny. Don't Jenny on the stairs? She's going up to her room, and he says, "Will you marry me?" She oh, turns yeah, around yeah, and yeah. goes, "You don't want to marry me." <laughs> and he goes, "I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is." And I have to mention this: he goes outside and he puts his his hands on the back of his. And it just my, if my sister's listening, I think she probably will be. It's just this kind of thing. We used to make fun of it. <laughs> it, was, it was just the strangest, like, I'm mad. Like, like yeah, I told her, and then goes outside with this, <laughs> just, this, this pose. It's just really strange. That is, that is good, yeah. But a powerful thing. And the, I'm, I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is, which is a callback to Memphis. Yes, yes, yes. yes when yes, she yes. said, you don't know what love is. Yeah. And he's been sitting on that. And we got to the Black Panther party, and he didn't bring it up then. Like, all the other opportunities, this is when he brings this out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what love is. <laughs> uh, she then sneaks into his room in the sense that, like, she comes across like the the balcony. Yeah, and they have sex. They do. And then she runs away the next morning, and I'm going in true style of herself. You are. Yeah. You. Okay, uh, I'll say this. The, you know, if this is a court case, I'll be the prosecutor. Jay, you have been the defense so far. So let me throw <laughs> this back at you. Jenny sucks, dude. Uh, yeah i mean i don't know what to say it, it is a, i mean when you watch things individually you're like yeah i mean it's a shitty thing to do and i'm constantly thinking like oh that sucks but you know it's kind of it's part get, of the story it's it getting where the movie of, needs it, us to get she's I guess. just yeah. fine with her but, demons yeah but, yeah you know i think it teaches Forrest a lesson again these these things that jenny does to Forrest is teaching him stuff like from someone close <laughs> to him that like no i'm just saying like how hard know, life can be and the challenges because like an, an, a regular person goes through that all the time like stuff with someone leaving or not doing that stuff and it's like it's 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 tough because of who forrest is but it, it's like he he handles it actually fairly well but i mean i guess he doesn't because he runs, runs for three years straight so i guess that's, <laughs> he handles yeah. it not well anyway shape or form. but uh <laughs> that's a good way to handle shit. you yeah, know what I, 
He's got, I, I, I got to work through some stuff, guys. I'll see you in 1984. <laughs> yeah, just go for a run. <laughs> to be fair as well, I think it's probably Jenny scaring herself because obviously she gets very comfortable being mm-hmm. there and is clean now and is these things and she realizes what she can have especially when he proposes and then they have sex and then she scares herself into going i'm not worth this i'm running away yeah it's it's that i also think it's that image where forrest is saying the things she wants every man she's been with to say to her Mm. she just imagined it was someone different from forrest yeah yeah um, without being uncruel and unkind but then but what, yes. yeah and then what happens now once you've slept with them what happens now if this what happens now if this goes wrong yeah exactly who, so who she turn to i mean i think he made it might have deserved a you know a letter <laughs> or something deserved something deserve something yeah. that's why she left so had to leave so quick before it, it would it would get worse if she stayed and she left later type of thing yeah mm-hmm. i mean even, even the, thankfully the ca- i think the cabbie i think the audience needs something and the cabbie gives it to us what are you mm-hmm. running away from I'm not running. And we're like, thank you, Cabby, at least, for calling her out. Because yeah. someone had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's not enough for us to, like, it doesn't, you know, taint her for us for the rest of the movie. No. But it does make us go, mm, I don't like that. Yeah. She so, just has a hard life, so it's hard for me to, like, judge her as a person so strongly. I feel bad, you know, judge, saying yeah. she's a bad person. Yeah. So. I'm with you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> um... So there's as, as he's dealing with it that morning, there's lots of silence in a sequence of shots. He's sort of drinking his milk. Mm-hmm. Again, infantilizing Forrest, right? <laughs> yeah. Drinking his milk and then sort of staring at whatever. And then he just decides he's going to run. And he runs from left to right, which again suggests progress. And out of the shot. And the score picks up. Because this is good that he's running. Forrest runs across Alabama. Keeps going all the way to Santa Monica. We see him get to the West Coast. Really? And then we see him run by a lighthouse. And I said, you guys see that lighthouse? You did. You, you did. did. Let me get, I got something here from our friend of the podcast, Reverend Bruce. Hey, Reverend Bruce. Who says, you may have already recorded it, but fun fact, when you knew Forrest Gump, I may have already told you this, but the East Coast, Coast Lighthouse he runs out to is 20 miles from his house. <gasps> it's called Marshall Point Light in Port Clyde, Maine. He rides there every morning and regularly sees people reenacting the scene by running to the end of a lighthouse and back again. Wow. He sees several in the past week alone so the point you could make is that the lighthouse is literally a point of pilgrimage for those who love the movie and reenact the scene when they come to visit maine which is a huge usa vacation state i have vacationed in maine so i can i can t- testify where, to that. Um, stephen king's from isn't it yep. i didn't know uh, anyone goes to maine personally but that's because i'm from california that would be the case <laughs> yeah, he said i'm from there but the vacation the vacation is a huge part of the economy when i see them uh, enact the scene i always joke with them that saint monica pier is three thousand miles to the west so get running and you can do that once <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a good laugh thanks reverend bruce yeah thank you very much he told me that a while ago i'm like i'm hanging on to that one until we do forrest gump yes and i also just have- want to add it uh, that's another point of that how memorable this movie is and it, it goes so many things but i mean it goes how many different locations how many different places but i feel like everything is a memorable moment i don't think there's like a sequence or a vignette that's like oh i didn't even i forgot that existed i mean you remember forrest's whole journey i yeah. think even if you've seen this film 20 mm. years ago yeah, yeah, yeah you do um so tom's younger brother jim hanks is his acting double in the movie for the scenes when forrest runs across the u.s oh. want to know something funny, funny about that sure jim hanks is also his voice double for 
the parks and video games and all sorts for when he is um, Woody. So when you need Woody, but you can't afford a Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks rate, it's his brother. you get Jim Hanks instead. Yeah. Hey. That's interesting. Um, the running scene was inspired by an Thank actual event. In 1982, Louis, Me- sorry, Louis Michael Figueroa, age 16, ran from New Jersey to San Fran for the American Cancer Society, unknowingly inspiring a line for Forrest Gump's famous run on the silver screen. Mr. Figueroa said, I just put one foot in front of the other. When I get tired, I sleep. When I get hungry, I eat. And when I have to go to the bathroom, I go. <laughs> which forces goes i went but it's yeah, almost the yeah, same thing yeah, yeah. a couple cute moments he inspires the shit happens bumper sticker and the have a nice day t-shirt they're just cute moments right yeah and the smiley face yeah have a nice day that's yeah, smiley oh, face oh, yeah. yeah oh okay um and then he just stops in the middle of arizona it looks like he goes i'm pretty tired <laughs> i think i'll go home now <laughs> and he just walks off and we go back to Savannah, which apparently is where we've been the whole time because he got a letter from Jenny who saw him on the TV running across America. And the old lady says, you don't need to wait for a bus. It's just four or five blocks that way. And Forrest almost eats it in traffic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking here. Can you imagine that ending? <laughs> He's by a bus <laughs> directed by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> no, he got hit by a flying DeLorean. <laughs> I was on, I was on this, it's just Lieutenant Dan reading that. Oh, ain't that a bitch? counts <laughs> as money um, so um, he goes and sees Jenny and I'll say this this is the best that oh um, she looks amazing she looks the whole movie yeah what's her name again in real life uh, Robin, Robin thank Ryan. you Robin Wright yeah. Robin, Robin Wright, Wright. Yeah. yeah Robin Wright looks great she does um, and then we meet Forrest Jr who I because I watched it years ago years 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 yeah, yeah and then I watched it again after probably about 2000 2001 maybe and I went that's the kid from The Sixth Sense. Yeah, he sees dead people. <laughs> he sees dead people. He's there, yeah. Forrest Another Jr. movie I quote loads, but I've never seen it. Oh, really? I really know that one line. <laughs> Forrest Jr., played by Haley Joel Osment. Um, her son shows up, and we find that his name is Forrest. I named him after his daddy. Now, be honest. First time you watched this, did anybody think she was trapping Forrest? Because I so little, did. And little, for the first bit, 30 yeah. seconds, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you are not. Yeah. Because I could see her doing it. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I just... That was his. That was I didn't this time round. We've seen the movie. I know, I know, I know, I know. But, yeah. I can't remember. I never thought she was doing that, but like, I, I it crosses my mind when I watch it. Like, yeah. I know she's not, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that? Um, I didn't. Well, I think it leads you to. Oh, I'll tell you this much. I cry here. Oh, same. Forrest asks oh. Jenny if he's smart, and he can't say if he's oh. like me or if he's stupid. Yeah, he just he can't bring himself to say it, and I'm oh. I'm weeping. I'm weeping. I'm cry right now. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. That, um, really, that does get you a start. Look, he gives. So anybody tells me Tom Hanks can't act, you're wrong. You are wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Um, and then something really interesting. She goes, you can go sit with him if you want. And he goes and he sits with Little Forest. And the most remarkable part about this scene. They both sit like this. Yep, they all sit the same way. Yeah. The most remarkable part of the scene, if you think about it, this is the only time in the whole movie we don't follow Forest. We stay at Jenny's perspective, we and we get to see it through her eyes. Oh, because we've spent the whole life, as the film said, yeah. look at life through the lens of Forrest Gump, or yeah. through the eyes of Forrest Gump. Yeah, and we true. get to see for a moment through the eyes of Jenny. Yeah, and seeing this, her oh. life has sucked. But what does she have now? There is her son. There is the son's father, and a father who will never treat her child in way, a bad way. Yeah, the way in the way that she was treated. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> gets me it does yep. i mean um side note osmond was cast in the film after the casting director noticed him in a pizza hut commercial <laughs> <laughs> 
I do like Pizza Hut. So there we go. Who doesn't? Uh, well, it's it's corporate pizza, so I don't know how. <laughs> Better Jay than Domino's. Better than Domino's. There we go. There we go. Uh, Jenny and Forrest get married. She and she asked him to marry. She her. does this time, yeah. And I think this is an act of kindness on Jenny's part. I don't think this is about Jenny. I think this is about Forrest getting what he always wanted, and not in a possessive way. Yeah, because this is gonna be pretty heavy. She's sick. She, she knows, tells him she's she, sick. She knows. And she tells him she's sick first. Props yeah, to her. She's yeah. 100% up front on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then asks him to marry her. And he ne- I think he needs this. So his life is that, yeah, he, he's her girl. And it also helps with um, looking after the kid as well. He would have done it anyway. No, I know. But, but in going other- through this, though, and getting, yeah. a, getting a wedding on the grounds of the house, the house where they lived at by the yeah, lake where they yeah, spent yeah. all that time together yeah, yeah this yeah. is really important for forrest and it's oh. one of the more selfless things i see i think i see jenny doing the whole thing yeah it's making me well up already um and so uh we get to the wedding and lieutenant dan is back with his new legs titanium <laughs> you know alloy what? is the smile on his face is one of the biggest smiles you see since he lost his legs this is tom hanks's yeah. favorite scene is it is, is Lieutenant Dan's got magic legs? I teared up here too. Oh, same. The happiest he's in the whole movie. Yeah. You know what I love about this? When Jenny meets Lieutenant Dan. Because. <gasps> and she gives him that tender kiss. She does. But for the whole movie, there's been characters in Forrest's world away from Jenny. Yeah. And character. And, and Jenny. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, these yeah. two worlds have never met. No. And there's this moment where the two most important people in his life get to meet each other. And it's this thing where they've both heard so much of the other person. It's and, that's and, and, and they both care so much about Forrest. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful, oh. understated moment. It wasn't played with big. Like there's a lot of big volume in this movie. This wasn't. This wasn't that. This was a, a nice, quiet version. Of it, it was. It was nice. Um, and then we cut to Jenny being sick, and she's in. Oh, she's in his mother's deathbed, literal deathbed, from the same perspective. Same perspective. Same like backlighting. It's yeah. daytime again. Yeah. The only difference being his mum was laying right in the middle. Jenny is over to one side. And because that's spare, what you would do if you were a couple. And there's a spare pillow. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's wearing his pajamas, someone mentioned. Yes, I did. I spotted that. Look at me paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she starts asking him, like, we were scared in Vietnam. This is just a way for us to go through all the sights of the movie. And so it sets up the part where she can go, I wish I could have been there with you. Oh, that really got me. You were. I really, I, I was trying not to make too much yeah. noise, but that really, really got me. You did me. go. Oh, you made. <laughs> I did. If that was you trying, I'm like, trying wow. I'm trying to hold it in. And it's interesting oh. because he says, she was, I wish you could have been there with you. He goes, you were. And this is important. A, because it's, it's a great little line. Yeah. It's also the only time he uses were in the correct, in the correct grammatical phrase. <laughs> he always said you was. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. previous parts of the movie. This part he actually gets correct. And I think it's because for the emotional punch to, if someone goes, you, you was, like some people yeah, go on. Yeah, it takes that way. You be going, it's were. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you remove that and that's all right. And yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. lovely. It's two words. So succinct. Good and, simple filmmaking. Yeah. Just yeah. Shifting. And then there's a sound bridge because we're still looking at Jenny and you hear the start of an next line of dialogue, which is you died on a Saturday morning and we cut to the grave. So we actually look at her and we're starting to hear him again in front of a grave talking to Jenny. And again, an L cut in editing, just if you want to know for the future. Yes. L cut and and, and, and J cuts. Yeah. So this this, this would be an L cut. Is it called a J cut when J does it? (laughs) (laughs) Every cut is a J cut when J does it. Um, and so, um, I always thought she died of AIDS, but it's not the case, actually. I don't think it's ever actually said. It's just a virus. Uh, it's later. I always it, thought it was because of the injection. It was AIDS. I 
It's actually not not AIDS. The 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 no the 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 writer of the of the of the book, Mr. Groom, it's hepatitis. Uh, that she dies of. I don't think it's ever specifically stated. No, it's not in the specifically film, stated in the film, but no. the writer and, and they've said that it has yeah. hepatitis. Because I think at that time in the eighties, um, yeah, yeah. AIDS, okay. correctly or incorrect, is still viewed very much as a as a as a gay disease. Yeah. So sure. hepatitis and all the needles we see her use, which yeah. I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you, get, you can get it from HIV just as easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Mr. Groom, I, I guess it came out in ninety four in the nineties. Yeah, so I, I was thinking it, AIDS. Like I the, always yeah. thought it was AIDS. Same, same, same. So I've got my notes there. So there's eight. Just high alone. Uh, he, he reveals that he bulldozed the house to the ground, which again is this mix of. It was a nice. It's a little bit. It's a little bit funny. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I found that. But still, tra- like tragic. But, but tragic. Yeah. yeah. She um, never got to see it. And so, we, so he saw her trying to destroy it with rocks. Yeah. And shoes. Mm-hmm. And then he does it. He properly. uses his wealth to go and get rid of it. Yeah. Like the way he goes in bullishly when he's defending her. Yeah. yeah. So she does a little bit. He, 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 goes, gone. he, go, he goes full pelt. Yeah. Um, and the, right after that, he starts talking about how he's really what he talks about is I'm trying to be a good dad. I make sure Forrest brushes his hair and his teeth and does this and does that. And he's so smart. So we, we bookend this bad father and the last remnants. I got rid of that and I'm being a good father for our kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, he says how much he misses her and he starts crying. And I've got to get, he nails this scene in this speech and then he walks away. And as he walks away, I'd never noticed this before today. But there's all these birds that fly by. Yeah. I'd never noticed mm-hmm. this before today. I never had. Like as a song. Turn me into a bird so I can fly far yeah. away from here. Yeah. It's, you know, free bird. All yeah. that stuff, right? It's, it's a reference back, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I've watched this film at least a dozen times. I've never noticed this. Yeah. You do notice a lot more <sighs> when, you, when you rewatch stuff. Yeah. And then the last scene, and Forrest is going to school. Little Forrest. And uh, he's bringing Curious George. <laughs> and the feather falls out, which is nice, because it's the our bookend. falls out of the book. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's our bookend, and we see it, and they don't. And he gets on the bus, and you're Dorothy Harris, and I'm Forrest Gump. <laughs> and the feather leaves, and that's our story. And it's just lovely. And I like how the feather floats around a bit and then goes straight towards the screen. Into the screen. Yeah. Uh, a small note, Liam, only because you brought it up. I'll bring, well, I had it down anyway. I was going to bring it up. but uh, The park bench that Tom Hanks sat on for much of the movie was located in historic Savannah at Chippewa Square. The fiberglass bench he sat on since then has been removed and placed in a museum to avoid being destroyed by bad weather or being stolen. The church where the feather first falls is 100 yards just down the street from the bench. To this day, the bench is still held at the Savannah History Museum in Savannah, Georgia. So if you're in Savannah, why not go take a look at the Forest Gump? Bench. We need to go and have a look. <laughs> I have a question that for you. Boss that was in lowest off would have been a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Jay, go ahead. No, I'll just say, do you guys think how long does Forrest sit there after his son drives away? And does he sit there all day? <sighs> I feel, I feel like he does. <laughs> I feel like he sits there all day and wait for him. Just wait six hours for his son it, to come back. That's the thing he can. Forrest tell. T- oh, he probably has a digital watch. He's probably okay. Uh Maybe. Maybe uh, for that first day. That first day, absolutely. I'll be right here. here When you come back. You could be. Um, So that's that's our deep dive on Forrest Gump. So um, there's a button here. Not that one. (laughs) 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 This one. There we go. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Liam, it's that time. It is. You know, random word, buddy. Feather. Feather. Makes sense. Apropos. Yeah. Apropos. Yeah. 
Um, so, oh, I had the awards and I've deleted them. So there's a whole, but this thing wins a whole bunch of awards. Oh, oh well, I'm going to take a quick look at this here. Um, drat, 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 drat. I've somehow put a bunch of interpretations about the feather over where best I want Best picture, to best actor for sure, right? Yeah, it wins best picture of 94 Oscars. It does win best actor. It won a ton of, um, technical stuff, technical awards yeah, as, yeah. as it should. Yeah. Um, he does, it does beat Pulp Fiction and John Travolta and Pulp Fiction are the two big ones. Yeah. And people who are critics of this movie and this movie, for some reason, I'm not saying it hasn't aged well. There's nothing wrong with it, but people's affection for this movie is waning as time moves on. I think this film is timeless only because that's set in different time periods. I think, by definition, it is not timeless then. <laughs> because it is set in these time periods. The further away we can, here's my, I was to save this for later, but here's my argument about Forrest Gump. The further away we get from the time frame which Forrest Gump is set, because it's heavily steeped in nostalgia. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right? So, for people of our generation, that's one thing. Okay? But as we get further removed from oh, our generation, okay. they can't look back at it with okay. that same fondness. Because yeah, we yeah, open yeah. with Elvis. Yeah, yeah. And we finish with... Like Live Aid, almost. Like 1980s, mm, yeah. 1980s culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we get further away from that, people will know where they were when Reagan was... Because I was 14 or 15 when it came out, right? So people, the next generation above me, the movie going public, back when they, you know, our adults might have been targeted to go to the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. I see what you mean. Where were you when Reagan was shot? Where were you when Kennedy was shot? All yeah, these yeah. moments. The yeah, history yeah. of Forrest Gump is the history of America in, in that time frame. And therefore, your own collective history. It's the same reason why the social network, as we age, will be viewed much, much worse by the generations that come after. Because it won't be the same effect. Okay, yeah. Make sense? Yeah, makes sense. I, I feel like born in 93, it was interesting because I had... Like, I viewed the movie, and I didn't really understand all the history, but I know those are all things in history that happened. So I feel like maybe that's extra engaging and why people, the generation after, still connected with it. And why, I think, I agree with you now. Now it's like, oh, it's a guy in the 60s and 70s, and he's in the South, and maybe it doesn't, like, connect. But, you know, for me, it was interesting, because it was, like, mentioning all these points in history that I had heard about, but didn't fully understand. Like, I knew there was a war in Vietnam, kind of, and you know the president got shot, and you know there was civil rights and it was kind mm-hmm. of interesting to it almost makes me more interested to find out about those things in real life when i really went to school i was like oh yeah this is in for we're learning about that thing in forrest gump i kind of had that yeah, yeah, yeah throughout yeah. school I, I i will say this i mean um forrest gump is also america-centric it is very, so very. for a british audience the further away we get from that time period as well even more layers yeah. and canada too to a degree but globally so it is a bit of a love letter to 20 canada we're not that far removed but 20th century late 20th century yeah. american history yeah so uh really quickly the awards it won just to clarify it won best picture tom hanks win his second back-to-back he does uh, yeah. philadelphia into this talk about two drastically different roles yeah uh best director for roger zemeckis uh best writing screenplay based on best adapted screenplay basically mm-hmm. for eric roth best film editing best visual effects best uh those are the wins uh gary sinise does get nominated for best actor in a supporting role who, who beat him out of that uh, i don't know that oh, <laughs> okay. right now so uh i'm looking to see if i can find it and hit it if i can hit it i will if i can't then that's fine no i can't hit that so that's okay, okay. um so um that's kind of that uh the money 55 million dollar budget Ooh. That is it. <clears throat> you want to have a guess at the box office? Cool. Two hundred eighty-five million. Two eighty-five. Georgia. I think I accidentally saw it. Okay, Jay. Do you know worldwide? What it's worldwide. I think worldwide. it's like seven sixty-one or something around there. Uh, Six eighty-five. You're pretty close. Wow. Yeah. So way up there. Well done. Wow. Technically, thanks to some creative bookkeeping, maybe it lost sixty-two million. 
Oh, okay. How could it lose $62 million? Well, let me tell you. Go on. Winston Groom, the guy who wrote the book, was paid $350,000 the screenplay rights and was contracted for a 3% share of the film's profits wow so if you can make it so you spend money on all sorts of stuff to reduce that yeah yeah, yeah. you don't have to pay him <clears throat> which feels like winston groom got screwed yeah let's talk about tom hanks and robert zemeckis for a minute go on because they took points on the gross on the uh, yeah on the end yeah they both made 40 million dollars whoa this. nice groom was not mentioned in any of the film's six oscar winning speeches also, the uh, film Forrest Gump is also the best selling home video at the time of its release. Uh, he did sue uh, Groom, um, sued Paramount, but it was resolved when they paid him over a seven figure contract for the rights for Gump and Company. But the film was never made into and remained in development hell for a dozen years. I've read the book Gump and Company. Yeah. So in Forrest Gump, everything goes right for him, and for in Gump and Company, everything goes bad for him. Oh, okay. and the ghost okay. of jenny is like always talking to him he's like there's like dialoguing with the ghost of jenny i don't want to say it. it's it's a weird one and uh I, i'm gonna stay he also becomes there. like he becomes like a real life person who like had to watch the movie get made and now everybody won't, won't stop bugging him because they want to know about who he is oh okay so it's a really weird kind of meta bit of uh nonsense they did try to update it uh and start with uh forrest sitting on a bench waiting for his son to return home from school uh but then after september 11th so this 2001 they wanted to do this after september 11th they went ah, it doesn't work anymore right. it's it's we're not in a, t- in a period of optimism anymore it's right. a different kind of kettle of fish yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, at the end of that version, uh, Gump runs into Tom Hanks and goes on the Letterman show and did the Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hit some things here. Um, I'd say what the, the story here. I don't really think we roll of women. Let's do that one. Roll of women. Georgie, you want to start us off here? Yeah. Um, small relatively. We have two. Yeah. And then, oh, to be fair, the, I don't, um, for what for what it is, it's quite good because Mum looks after him as best as she possibly can, does things yeah. for him that perhaps aren't necessarily as morally sound as they should be, and those different sorts of things. She does as much as she can. She puts herself at sacrifice for her son. Um, Jenny is a very very complex character. Yeah. Um, which. To be fair, I've not seen any as as complex in that and, in many things, which is really nice to see, as, as odd as that sounds. Yeah. Mum's not an angel. No. And no. mum's got some pain. What does yeah, vacation yeah. mean? It means going away and never coming back. She's got some pain in her life, yeah. Yeah. but has that speech that destiny is kind of doing the best of what God gives you and that we we are agents in our own destiny. But the, yeah. funny, but the funny thing is, the strong people in his life are the women. His mum's the strong character for him that's dominating over him, and Jenny's the strong one over him. In his mind, they're the ones that he look up to. Jenny's the ones a character that, he looks up to. Jenny's not a strong character in his life. Jenny, Jenny's Jenny's not, very she's weak. Driving Jen, Jenny's very life. weak. Yeah, but a, a strong character means someone who's there to help mold you and shape you. She has a powerful impact, impact on his life. Impact, but then. she's yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. no, she's a very weak character. Oh yeah, but I meant on him. I was impact on him. <sighs> Because he's what he gets him through Vietnam. What gets him through everything else? Here's a question: the of her. Does yeah. Forrest love Jenny? Or does Forrest love the idea of Jenny? Forrest Probably loves the idea, idea of Jenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If Forrest. I think at the end, I think he. I think he loves her. 
I don't know if he's had enough experience or the people to, but I mean, I think what he understands about love, I think he, he loves her. I think he cares about her more than anybody else. So yeah, I guess this forest, no forest doesn't know everything. Forest doesn't know her. everything about her. You know, not, yeah, I, I don't sure. think it would change his opinion. No, but the Jenny, he thinks the Jenny he sees isn't the Jenny, isn't the fully realized isn't version the Jenny of Jenny. We see. Ah, that's a better part of it. Yeah, it's yeah. the version we see. Yeah. And yet we don't begrudge him. It's not like at the end of four into the funeral. I was like, I really kind of wish Charles doesn't end up with Carrie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. When they end up together, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm yeah. okay with this. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, especially, I don't know if especially, but they do kill her off like two minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, poor Forrest. Like, even when he gets the girl, he gets her for like... A nanosecond. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then and then she's gone. And this time she ain't coming back. No. Yeah. So, um, people's favorite character? Oh, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan? Yeah, he's okay. my favourite. Because he lights up the... Wait, the first time you meet him, he's this big, all-encompassing guy. Yep. You know, and even when he's at his lowest, he's captured your... You feel for him. You go through his pain. You feel everything that he feels. And maybe it's because um, we don't like to see ourselves as being down as he is, and how would we deal with it? But you, you, you definitely feel him. So you feel his highs and you feel his lows. Gary Sinise is a amazing actor and he is my favorite in this film okay uh yeah my favorite character is probably lieutenant dan as well but shout out to the drill sergeant in the (laughs) he's great as well little cameo role there shout out to the little girl who plays oh the the little girl who plays jenny's fantastic yeah brilliant uh jay i guess i'll have to go forest i mean the movie is after lieutenant dan is probably my favorite side character and maybe equally good and possibly i think Maybe my favorite performance, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like all the memorable lines, everything I think about when I think of Forrest Gump, I mean, obviously I think yep. of Forrest, it's his movie. I think he carries the picture and we have his viewpoint throughout it. Um, going back to the women thing I want to mention, there's not that many in it, but I did looking back on it now that I was thinking about it, I'm like, it is nice. Like the second and fourth build characters. Cause I would put, I would say Jenny's number two, Lieutenant Dan's three and fourth build is the mom. I said, so at least yep. that two of the main four are women. So they do, they do a balance, job balancing the top hand the top yeah, part of it yeah, but yeah. you know other than that there's maybe not enough in the background and in the smaller scenes but that would probably be different now and, and maybe you could Hopefully. argue forest life is about balancing the sure. sloganism idealism of his mother and the real world sort of you know and force is a very nice upbringing that house is all right he's all, yeah. you know outside of a few personal you know s- single mom Com- he's done okay to compared to jenny yeah Literally the other side of the street in some, at some point. Across the tracks. If yeah. 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 Uh, Georgia? Yeah. But I just think all four of them are, are strong characters. That's all they're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ellie's favorite character is uh, Mrs. Gump. She says, hands down, she's the best. She loves Sally Field. She does love Sally Field. Yeah. Uh, I oh, will go nice with... See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip this. Uh, I'm going to say that Tom Hanks is the best performance. My favorite character is Lieutenant Dan. Uh, maybe it's because of those extremes. Like, we meet Lieutenant Dan. He's confident. He's got his life figured out. Mm. And it's the arc of where the character goes. Now, <laughs> I'm talking myself into going best performance as well. But it's, it's just one of those things where he's... Maybe because Forrest is the steady hand we see things through, but because he's always... Forrest's emotional range goes between like four and six. Yeah, there's not. You know much. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So as a result, maybe there's less for me to gravitate to. Maybe I overlook him. Maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe. his story. You know, when he goes for a run, I'm a little bit like, all right, cool, buddy. Um, <laughs> Three year run. I could use some dialogue here. That's, yeah. I, I love dialogues. Lieutenant yeah. Dan's great for that. Yeah. Um, best moment. Be- oh, first that best song on the soundtrack. Let's do that one. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Fortunate Son. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Yeah. No, there's nothing that jumped out at you. I I couldn't name you any of the songs on it. Okay. Other than Elvis's bit. Hound Dog, that's yeah, yeah. fun. I'm just curious. It's a heck of a soundtrack. That's why I'm it asking. Is, it is. Yeah. I love all the music, but I got to give it to the Alan Silvestri suite. I love movie scores. Yeah. I can sit and listen to the end credit suite all day. So. Yeah. 
I was going for the licensed music of the soundtrack because I, I I don't want to sit there and go, well, I don't like the score. I love the score. Oh, I love the score. Um, <laughs> oh, I do love. Well, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Simon and Garfunkel Together. every oh, every day of the week. Brilliant. Probably for being honest, they're the most British sounding of the American bands. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel yeah, have a very yeah, yeah. have a very Beatleish sound about they them. Do, they yeah. really do. Yeah. It's 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 their melodies. I really do believe mm-hmm. that. So uh, there we go. Um, yeah, but I can give you Creedence Clearwater Revivals at my second, I think, as they oh, come in there. It's powerful. Powerful. Oh, and then, like, Freebird, when she goes to kill herself. Oh, Those are images from, from the yeah, film. Because yeah. you can't see the shot without hearing the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when the film yeah. is really well. Uh, best moment, best element of the film? Uh, there's, there's joint. Right. There's two. Um, the most impactful ones for me was when Jenny goes to the bridge when she's come out of the... Memphis. Memphis yeah. club, the girls' club, and yep. she's got that look in her eye of, like, I, I, I could commit suicide right now yeah, right. and I, I don't care right I yeah. want to be free as a bird right and then going back to the bit where she's on top of the building and she's about to jump so two sides of the same coin really yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Them so bits. the first hint and then the, then the realisation thereof yeah that, okay. that really had a bit of an impact I was like whoa yeah yeah for me that was the, emotionally the best part for me Georgia I really like the all of the like actual special effects in this. I really yeah. like Lieutenant Dunn's legs and the explosion oh, and <laughs> the and all of all of those bits and pieces. I just think they're really good. Okay, uh, Jay. I mean, we already talked about, it, but I think the the Washington Monument part is the part oh. that if you say Forrest Gump, that's the first part that comes in my head that I think I remember the most is is that moment. Mm. It's fantastic. Good. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll cheat a little bit and say I I love all the archival stuff. Yeah. How do you put him in historical oh, stuff? When I, I was like, how? What? You can do this? Yeah. Amazing. At that, that time, and it looks you can see you can see a little bit around it now. Yeah. Twenty seven years later, yeah. I hope things have improved. Yeah. So you know, but for a moment, oh, the thing that got to me the most is the bit where Forrest. It's the pair of Forrest speeches at the end when he's trying to figure out if. If he's trying to work up the courage to ask if Forrest Jr. is stupid. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I right. And then the scene at the grave where he yeah, goes, yeah. he's so smart and he starts to cry because yeah. there's a point coming real soon when he'll overtake him when Forrest Jr. is reading the Forrest. I don't mean that literally, yeah, but yeah, I mean like he's yeah, going to pass yeah, him yeah, and yeah. they're pretty close as is. Yeah. Yeah. So those things are really, really uh, a oh, pair wow. of great performances. Absolutely. Uh, so Ellie's favorite um, element is the soundtrack. She really, really likes it, um, but also likes all of the scenes with Lieutenant Dan. So yeah. she's a Lieutenant Dan fan <laughs> she's as well. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan, Dan fan. fan. Uh, we should tell her there's a Lieutenant Dan band so you can go ahead <laughs> and catch up on that. We should go watch them. <laughs> is there a grumble? Uh, yes, I do have one grumble. Yep. Um, the, the braces when he's running in yeah. the car. <laughs> Just the fact that that was so close to him. And then when he turns the corner, there's that so far back. Okay, well, the braces just, are when just, he's a kid, right? Yeah, just the continuity of, okay. of, of that. that. That is it. That's that bit, we're that, okay. That's my grumble. Uh, so Ellie's is uh, probably quite controversial. It's just, this is this is a quote. Don't come at me for this comment, Ellie. It says, Jenny is such a bitch. Are we supposed to root for her? Question <laughs> mark. Okay. Um, mine, on the other hand, is that I don't like Forrest. I don't like the character. I don't like it. I don't get it. And I also don't understand or know anything of American history. And I don't understand or know anything of okay. that era. So for me, 
this film doesn't make so, sense. So, so, so in order I to access... That, I fit that bracket. Yeah, so in order to access this film and the way they want you to access it, there's a level, there's a level of cultural history yeah. you have to have available to you, and if they can't make it available to you... And of course, they can't go, this is what this means, because everybody in the audience who gets that, yeah, yeah. then it'll be in the way. So you feel I that... You, no, no, I, I, anomaly. I'm just trying to explain yeah, yeah. sort of no, on a nutshell for anybody who might... Yeah, for anybody who might be listening, going, what does she mean? I'm going, well, this is the choice the filmmakers have to make, and so they've lost you, probably on account of both the age and location yeah i just imagine so yeah. and I, to, and i'm also massively massively anti-military oh it just glorifies the military i don't think it glorifies it but a lot of it is spent in war or a good like right third. but I, I would say if you were a certain age it's really hard to discuss life in america in the 70s yeah, no, without talking about vietnam that's, that's like 60 70s it's, it's like not being able to well. talk about afghanistan as for the last 20 years you know you, you I suppose so. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's part of our history. It's part of their history. Oh, right. No, I completely so, understand that. But because I'm already against that topic to having to sit through okay. 20 minutes of it, I'm like, eh. Okay. Um, Jay, do you have a grumble about this film? Trying to think, you know, this uh, it's funny. I'm like the most grumbly man, you know, if you could put me on any other podcast. <laughs> I have not I noticed that yet. <laughs> no, well, I try to be very good and cordial on podcasts, but like with my friends, <laughs> I probably like, people hate me. You can't like, I'll say this. I don't, don't hate the, I've seen 40 films in 2021 that came out this year release. Yeah. And I've given like five a thumbs up. Oh, wow. So I'm very, I'm very strict. And it's not like, I, don't, I enjoy all movies and watching them, but I'm, I'm strict what I give thumbs up to. But Forrest oh. Gump, I grew up as a kid, so it's so tough. Okay, go what we were saying, sorry. No, I'm just curious, because there's one that Liam and I have disagreed on this year, that we've okay. done our, our thumbs up, thumbs down, see it or skip it kind of premise. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it, because I bet he's going to say thumbs down. Have you seen Black Widow? Yeah, go on. Thumbs down. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> terrible film. Not terrible, but for a Marvel film, terrible film. Yeah, but yeah. As, as a standalone film without the rest... Like I said to you before, if that was released first... If we don't know she lives already, yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different film. If it's a standalone film, why does it need to end with Avengers music playing? <laughs> uh, I don't but, know. Uh, but oh, Jay, no. her hair is blonde. <laughs> Come on, that's the, that's, that's the emotional story beat. She has blonde hair. She finally yeah. found time to dye her hair. I love the fact she found time to dye her hair. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 as you were, about, about, about not having a grumble. No, so it's just one of those movies growing up with, it's, it's tougher when you grow up with something so much, and it's still a good movie. It's not something I pick apart. I'm like, I've, every once in a while I find issues, but then I rewatch it the next time, and I'm softer on it, and it, it doesn't bother me the next time. And I'll just say this, from the few movies where, like, the cinematography in this movie, I don't have any grumbles about. Usually every scene, I'm like, oh, the cam- camera should have moved more. camera should have moved less. <laughs> Shouldn't, I have no complaints about the camera placement. I don't really have complaints about the individual cutting of the shots. Maybe there's a couple of moments that, I guess my only gripe is that pacing-wise, even though it's 2.15, I guess it does feel a little longer because it's so dense. And like you yep. said, maybe when it goes to run, there's a little bit of drag there Yeah. after he's remet with Jenny in the third act. Mm. Um, yeah. But besides that, I think editing is really well. The music, I think, is perfect. I don't think you can get better – as a director, I don't think I could get better performances out of anybody. So it's one of those things where individually, each part of filmmaking, visual effects, sound, I don't really have grumbles about the technical aspect of it. So like, if you showed it to me and I was a producer, like, what are your notes? It's one of those movies I have a lot less notes on than like any other movie. So even if you like it or don't like, I have like less to say about it because I really do think like they succeeded in the movie they were trying to tell very well. Yeah. So I guess some pacing things a little bit in the editing, but that's really a little it. bit. Yeah, uh, I'll go with uh, a. I want to know what happened to Jenny's sisters. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's actually an issue for the film. <laughs> I think that could be fixed. Jenny, not only child. Yeah, Jenny's not <laughs> only child. I mean, come on, what's up with that? Yeah, um, and there are there are moments where I I know Jenny's supposed to be a tortured soul. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I find it difficult at times to feel. Um, 
the, I'm not not Ellie, but I think the film leaves itself open for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you could go. This is just too much. What is going on here? So she's not Carrie. Far from it. I'm okay when they end up together, but but if she was whiter, oh. than, if she was whiter than white, would you feel? I'm not way? asking for whiter than white though. I'm no, asking no. for. I'm asking. Don't sleep with him and then run out the next morning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not whiter. Yeah. There's not two options. There's a whole range of <laughs> options. Leave him a letter. I'm probably okay. Send him. Send it by pigeon. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, just bits like that. Um, but overall, I'm I'm really okay. Uh, with again, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, lags yeah. a bit. In, I think when he starts running. And then, you know, it picks back up when you find out that's where the house is. So you probably could have trimmed five, ten minutes throughout. The humor humor in this was a fantastic. Yeah. Um, So I think it's time. uh, Oh, anybody's best role ever. I guess Gary Sinise's best role ever. Mm, Yeah. I do like him as George. I think he's better in this. Yeah, yeah, I do. He's he's (sighs) a saint man, though, as George. I prefer Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, but that's like splitting hairs. I mean, like he's really good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Sally Field in, in Seal Magnolias, but again, she's really good in this. You mean you don't like her in Smoking the Bandit? I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, and I, I think it's the, easily the best thing I've seen Robin Wright in. Oh, yeah, yeah by so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Princess Bride. I love the Princess Bride. She's not much of anything in Princess Bride. She's, she's an idea. You, this is Princess Buttercup. You get that, right? No. Yes. <laughs> I, I kept hearing you say the name, and I'm like, I know that name. Why do yeah. I know that name? Oh, for God's sake. This is actually sake. the fourth movie we've done on Robert Wright's now on the podcast. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes. Look the same. Girl yeah. with the Dragon Tattoo, um, Princess Bride, this, and Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, so four. Yes. Four very different roles. Who's oh, Wonder Woman? She, she's like the, the mother? Oh, is she? Mother. Yeah, and whatever. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. She is yeah. mother. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. she's all over the place. Oh, she's yeah. not the mother. She's the warrior teacher. The war- yeah. yeah. The she's the, she's, she's the, the, she's the, she's the, oh, that's she's right. She's, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah well, so, yeah, so, like, four very different roles, yeah. Wow. But she's Buttercup. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, need, I need my eyes testing again. There she is right there in Funko Pop form. That is Jenna. Funko Pop. So, um... Yeah, don't ruin Princess Bride. I don't think the extras do a great job on this too, which is something as a director I always notice. Like the day players, sometimes that's the hardest part that can make a break or movie. Like this, just the guy who shows what ping pong is to him does a great job just grabbing force and walk. Like it's so easy to make those roles be really bad and take you out the film. And this has an opportunity, like every vignette, to have bad small characters, but mm-hmm. they're all really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah fully, yeah. fully agree with that. Yeah. Um. So, Georgia, do you want to walk us through our critics and what they thought about this? Yeah, can do. So this one does seem to split some hairs. Not everyone loves it um, to, in, like, um, acclaimed critic I hear you, but what is the Rotten Tomatoes score on this one? I believe it's, like, 91. It's, yeah. it, is, it is high, but there is a few not not as nice reviews. Um, That'd but, be 9%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so we've got uh, Kev Turin from the Los Angeles Times said it's most successful when it's being off centre a state of grace it doesn't quite have the nerve to maintain and then we have Dave Kerr from the New York uh, Daily News says a dark and driven work haunted by violence cruelty and a sense of the tragically absurd did this guy watch the same movie I saw yeah I don't think he did dark and driven <laughs> focusing on violence alright well I guess if you if you look more into Jenny's backstory then yeah I mean that, okay it, it is a bit more anyway then we get uh, our good friend Roger Ebert Ebs. Um for when he was still writing for the Chicago Sun-Times right I've never met anyone like Forrest Gump in a movie before and for that matter I've never seen a movie quite like Forrest Gump any attempt to describe him will risk making the movie seem more conventional than it is. But let me try. It's a comedy, I guess, or maybe a drama or a dream. 
The screenplay by Eric Roth has a complexity of modern fiction. The performance is breakfast is a breathtaking balancing act between comedy and sadness in a story rich in big laughs and quiet truths. What a magical movie. I swear I saw the first sentence. I've never seen a movie character and I stopped and just the Georgia, I think there's something on the Wikipedia page. Give it a go. So the bit where I'm like, you know, where, how do you put this into a category? What is he? Is there anything like this since I hadn't read that me and Ebes again Again, on the same page. I think the curious case, the Benjamin button attempts to kind of do Forrest Gump, but it doesn't have the same. I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a two-hour, forty-five-minute story of vignettes telling a life, and he's doing in, it in, in reverse. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we asked our uh, Felgian fandom here about Forrest Gump. Fifty-one point four percent of the fandom said it was a great film. Yeah, but then the next one is we do great, good, okay, and poor. Second place was it was okay film. So that's really kind of weird. So I think it's I think it's one of those things where, and this might be the generational gap. This might be the thing where if you get it, you you're all in on it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you don't, you're like, I don't get the fuss. What is it all about? So as time um, goes on, then that'll probably be de appreciate. Specifically, let's take a look. Dwayne Smith said, "Seen this so many times. It's early '90s when Hanks really upped his game and started to show his acting chops. So clever how various events in U.S. history are woven into the story. It's very quotable and such likable characters like Bubba and Lieutenant Dan. Incredibly watchable. Which is why I think is part of the appeal of it is that Forrest Gump is the st- is the is the story of America. I think, mm-hmm. or or a certain version of America that." pulls on those nostalgic heartstrings and so you get to live your own personal history through this and isn't it also funny that bubba you think of as a big main character and he's not and he's not no uh ed from the film effect podcast says it's good groundbreaking effects for its time and features one of the film's all-time's greatest pairings in gump and lieutenant dan snrp 2010 says in my opinion one of hanks's best roles ever numerous funny sad and emotional scenes which makes a nicely balanced film adding that a brilliant soundtrack makes this a very beautiful film mm-hmm. pedestrian at best says it's an iconic and innovative film that had a lot of truth and humor in its message it solidified hanks as one of the all-time greatest actors of his generation Danny from It's a Musical Pod says the only Tom Hanks film which I can't really get on board with what? I'll mention Danny is English so it is interesting oh, okay. he's also probably closer in age to George than us uh, like again back in yeah. what you said I've tried to watch it numerous times and quit I, I think it's that thing. If you yeah, can't yeah, access yeah, yeah, yeah. it, yeah, there's a subtext. You a, a cultural yeah. thing you have to get. I uh, don't get that though, but because I think the cinematography is is better than like ninety five percent of movies. So for me, and like it's just like it, 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 like it. it, it looks is, so good. I would it finish does it. look good. You're right, Jay. I agree. Uh, Josh, my next favorite movie. I think probably about the same age as Danny, but American, right? Yeah, yeah. Says I've had it listed as my number one of the Hanks Roundtable for a reason in my top ten films of all time. I hate that's become popular to hate on it these days. And finally, Griff from the Paul and Griff show, closer to our age, I think, Liam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing film. Top tier Hanks. Probably his greatest role. Love the story. Love the soundtrack. Highly quotable. So many lovable characters. I may not be clever, but I know what love, I, but I know what a great movie is. Yeah, I love P.S. <laughs> not looking forward to Georgia hating yeah, on it. Oh, <laughs> so there, and that was, so if you left any sort of, uh, sort of, um, feedback to us, thank you so, so much. Uh, that would be kind of where we sit on that. So once now we got them, just what about us? Yeah. What do we think? Liam, out of 10, where are you ranking? For, my name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. I don't think this is going to surprise you at all, but um, I love this movie and it really touched on my emotions, this movie. It sends you on a roller coaster and it's so many likable characters. So I'm going to give this a strong, strong nine and a half jenny boats nine and a half jenny boats <laughs> not bad georgia uh so i'll do ellie first oh ellie um, okay yes yeah so she's uh, she said 
it's too long. It has some nice elements, particularly the relationships with Mrs. Gumpen and Lieutenant Dan. But she got bored and she's given it a seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that coming. Me either. It's as good as Northwood Pie to her, so I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> He's remembered what we all gave it. Well done, Jay. Well done. I think we all gave it a seven, actually. So, yes, Northwood Pie and Forrest Gump equal wow. footing. There we are. That's one of the best comments I've ever got. Tell her thank you. Yeah, I, we will. Are you shaking your fist going, that? Like, it's okay, but it's no me. <laughs> it's no Northwood Pie. Uh, okay. Uh, Georgia, what about yours? Um, so I've definitely grown as a person uh, over the course of this podcast. Oh, this is you going, I don't like it, but I'm going to give it a better mark than you think. Than a zero, yeah. Let me give the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't take my thunder. Oh, sorry, to, to, to steal a Georgiaism, I've been paying attention to the podcast as people have been talking. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no. So genuinely, I I don't like the film, but it is a good film. So I'm able... I I'm growing as a person you are i am able well, to do as a reviewer yes things. i think it's helping in my everyday life as is well. it okay fair yeah, enough yeah. um um yeah i'm able to differentiate those two things uh the cinematography is great the soundtrack is wonderful the story is wonderful i'm just not able to access it in a way that they want me to i'm not the target audience and i completely understand that um and for yeah just just yeah i i don't like it but it's very good i'm gonna give it an eight Wow! Ooh. I went seven. Oh, Liam went was going six. six. <laughs> wow! Hey, you are growing because back wow, in the day yeah. you'd have gone. I don't like it. Two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 had an incident with train spotting, Jay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it, it caused it yeah. caused a bit of a, a bit of a summit afterwards. <laughs> I'll have to go back and find that episode. Oh, it's tense. There's a lot that was cut from that one. There's like, there's like the, the blacklist of reviews we've done where we had to shut down and like have a therapy session and then turn the mics back on. This is the problem when you podcast with people that you know and are actually really good friends with because if something goes wrong, all the emotions carry into it. All of it. All of it. And we've all been there. All been there. We have actually. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, you're up. Um, oof, I, is this, I'm going to say, he gives it, of, if he gives us a six and a half and <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, again, I wonder what I would give it if I just saw it now for the first time. And it's kind of yeah. hard to imagine. I know I would still like it. I probably, so, but you know, I don't give out halves because I've got used to letterbox where I'm stuck to giving out just wow. like one to 10. Okay. So I'm, I mean, I could, I'm, I'm going to have to go 10. Yeah. I mean, maybe nice. yeah. I'm going to have to give it. It's one of, and on Letterboxd, it's one of, you know, 44 films I've given five stars in my life. So. Oh, there we are. But it's man. one of those things for life I have to give it, I think. It's like, again, it's, like, it's, a, it's a childhood film. As I said, it's one of those, the first real memory of like a, a, a adult comedy, whatever Eater Roper said it was. Like, I mean, not you, uh, Rich, uh, yeah. Richard Roper? No, not Richard Roper. Uh, oh, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Ebs. Um, I came into this thinking I knew what I was going to give it. And even halfway through, I'm like, I know what this is. What I didn't expect, I've never cried at this film before. And I cried multiple times this time. Yeah, I did. Maybe I'm getting older. Well, that's, there's no debate about that. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I'm getting older, I'm becoming more emotional about these things. Yeah. Uh, and seeing the heart. And maybe it's part of the circle of life and all that stuff and seeing that element of it. I don't know what the deal is. But, Do you um, think it's over the last few years you haven't had the hugs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I thought I was going to go... 
nine, but I think I'm low on that one. I think you're uh, Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to go the full enchilada. I'm going to go nine and a half. Yeah, I thought you would. Nine and a half on Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's movie magic here. I am. Oh, like it's treacly optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. I don't need my right. movies to be realistic. I love the Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't need things to be realistic, or no matter how much Tom Hanks said he wanted historical accuracy. Yeah. I'm like, it's still this really optimistic side of things. Um, there's just something I don't know, some ineffable thing that's just missing for me. You could go in the whole enchilada and mm-hmm. say ten, mm-hmm. but it's a fantastic, fantastic. It is. Film. It is. And uh, it has been fantastic to have Jay with it us. Has been Jay. We we can't thank you enough. I mean, thank this is not a you. this is not a short podcast that we do, and for you no. to give up several hours of yours on a Sunday morning into afternoon, thank you so very 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 much. I don't think he'll join us again. That. <laughs> please, no, I want to join you guys again. And I will say thank one you. opportunity to just say, please check out North of Pie. Absolutely, a Ab- little twelve thousand yes. dollar coming of age movie in a pizza place. Um, it should, it's free in a lot of countries on Amazon. I know in the UK, it's unfortunately just rent or buy, but check it out. Please. It's worth it. I'm going to say, no, it's well worth Definitely. it. On a side note, Jurassic Park is my favorite movie. It is. I saw yeah. your t-shirt. And I just want to say that when you, it's a far away away, but when Jurassic World 3, Jurassic Park 6, whatever they're calling it, comes out <laughs> in June next year, I want to be on the podcast. I don't care how many other guests you already have planned. I want it. If you do any Jurassic Park episode, please hit me up. Oh, okay. You know, we you, have you, done the first one, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I'll have uh, to go back and listen. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to. Two or three don't really line up. But when we do, when new movies come out, we do what we call a see it or see skip, skip it. it. Yeah. And we would gladly have you on to sort of, we don't usually do guests for that, but we would absolutely have you on for oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you back. Thank you. Much appreciated. No worries. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're out there, in all honesty, go ahead and watch Northwood Pie. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really, really, really enjoyed it. I did. And uh, I think it's it's in a world where the cinemas are giving us so much of one type of thing yeah, yeah. Uh, i was saying like where's the variety and the variety is being found on your streaming platforms on yeah, your on your amazons and on your netflix yeah. that's where the independent filmmakers seem to be going now so go ahead and take a look at something that m- probably would have found its way more towards the theater in that sort of kevin smith realm yeah you know a, a, a generation ago so it's mm-hmm. it's and on top of that listen to once you're done watching it listen to the review and hear some of the insight about making the film that jay joined yeah. us for yeah I want to say I love listening to your review because I didn't get to hear it before we talked. So it was nice getting to hear you guys discuss it for 90 minutes, which I find hilarious because it's longer than the actual film. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm very glad because, you know, yeah. going, when you got that, I'm like, I really hope he's, uh, he's okay with what we said about it. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. Everything we said was 100% le- legit, but I was sitting there going, we are going to have to interview this guy after we're done with this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, I loved it. Thank you. It was awesome. It was a treat for me to just know that you guys took the time to do that. It really made my day. Oh, thank you very uh, much. No, no it, was, it was when you, we got in contact. I was like, all right, because we, we felt we were kind of new to the whole thing and was like, yeah. what, what, what's this going to be about? And then uh, it worked out really well and really enjoyed it. And a privilege to, 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 to know you and have you join us on occasion, which is great. I'll definitely... You said you're up for it, so I will definitely be, be bugging you again in the future. You'll always be coming back on the podcast. <laughs> good. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you guys. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, Jay. Oh, please, no please you do. You take, Have a good one. Cheers, bye. Angie, take Bye. Care. Bye. Bye. Excellent. Oh, he's brilliant. so cool. He's he is a cool guy. He is a cool guy. I can say that just, every time we have a guest. On. I just don't want to keep him any longer than we had to because we've got some more stuff to do on the way out here. Yeah. yeah the thing yeah. is, hot film summer. The last 
the last dance of hot film summer here we are so we gave the audience the right to pick or the option to pick here are the films that have made it into a short list that we might be doing it'll be a random wheel spin in the second okay 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 okay. Uh, friend of the podcast our poet laureate Dwayne smith Dwayne smith has nominated leon oh yes it's a musical or decided they don't want to be george's friend ever again because they've nominated the truman show look danny and drew we had a mm. oh, this is i plug it we did a brilliant episode the other day it's coming out at the end of september and if this wins we are no longer friends <laughs> uh the so wizard podcast psycho gorman it does qualify uh, it, never it's it. all, all as long as it qualifies all oh. all governors are off on uh, my part okay yep yep uh tony has nominated alien Oh, SNRP 2010 Tremors. Oh, yep. Good film. Uh, Ryan. Sorry, I just. Okay. Ryan Kuntes has said Whiplash. Not seen it. Paul and Griff, The Social Network. Oh, Whiplash is one I've really wanted to watch for a long time. So that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex from Main Street Finance, who I've done an episode with not that long ago, and it should be out now, actually, I think. Um, Hot Fuzz. Oh, I like, that, I like yeah. Hot Fuzz. I like Hot Fuzz. I'm growing. Hang on. No, no. Shot of a Dad, I'm growing on. Hot Fuzz, I think it's terrible. Uh. I have warned him. Like, you can nominate it. If it wins, I might be hating on it for two hours. You realize wow. that, right? Okay. Uh, my sister, Kirsty, Casablanca. Oh. Uh, Step Taylor, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Not seen Oh, I have. It's good. Okay. But out there. Oh. Okay. Carlo, lo, 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 Source code. Oh, that's the um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, one, I've it? seen the source code. Yeah, a film that I totally forgot I'd seen it months later. <laughs> Take that for what you will. Yeah, uh, Juline, the Hateful Eight. Oh, now I did the Hateful Eight with uh, yeah. with Ed from your from uh, Film Effect podcast. I enjoyed that. When she went there, I went. I watch that again. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah I'll like talk about it again. I like that. He said, "I'm sure he gets tired of talking about it." I can go in every three hours. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Yeah. I got tons. Um. Resident Posty Russell, Aliens. Ooh. He says you don't need to see the sec- first one to get the second one. They catch you up. Yep. So yep. I'm like, all right. They do, yeah. And then Ed from the film effect, I will admit, like I had to go back twice and say, we've got those coming up. Or uh, we've got maybe those coming up. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so Heat. Oh. Long movie. It is, but it's Long a good movie. movie. <laughs> see what time you can get here for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, so true. that is it. So we are spinning the wheel. We are making the deal. Here we are. They're all on the wheel. Can, we, can someone confirm I, for me? Yeah. Film. Do you want to video it as yeah. it happens? Okay. We can go ahead and put that out. So, uh, Georgia is recording. We are now have this out. So, hopefully, my voice is carrying into her phone as well. She's nodding. So, I am going to spin the wheel once and only once, Ooh. unless a pick movie I don't like. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Here it is right now. I've spun it. Go. And go. It's making a clicking noise, and we have. Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. We are doing Heat. Heat. Heat Woo! is the winner. What are the odds of that? Oh, wow. Long movie next week. It is a long movie. Long movie. movie. So, do you know what? You've got like Al Pacino. You've got like um, Val Kilmer. Yeah. You've got, um, uh, who's the other guy? Rob De Niro. Sure. You know, um, all these people. Actiony, right? Very actiony. Actiony. So we'll do an actiony movie. Oh, yeah. We've done an action movie in a while. Oh, it's going to be good. Actually, we've done action movies just The Rock. <laughs> I, I think love, I love that was a good episode. That was a great so, episode. Okay, that is it. We are doing heat. Uh, thank you, everybody who put your votes in for a hot film summer. Yeah. Um, what way to end it? You know what? What says hot better than heat? heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there we go. That somehow that feels only correct. It does. So uh, please go ahead and uh, if you like what you hear here, the most, the first and foremost, help spread the word of the BFE. Tell someone about us. If someone said you know a good film podcast. 
drop our name out there please yeah. it would be it helps us you know when we see people are listening and liking what we do it it it, it just encourages us to do what do, we do do more do more <laughs> of it yeah. yeah so you know tell the podcast you love but you love them while they're around yeah. so there is that uh if you want to get a hold of our merch uh, there'll be a link at the bottom of this ethan should have uploaded a bunch of new shirts i've seen them they look good Yay. they look good so lots of ideas bless him i'm always like i've been ready for a shirt <laughs> yeah can you do this okay can, can you fix this i'm very specific in particular you are you are i am if you want to support the podcast and help us keep the lights on here at the studio of awesomeness there is an option on the bottom of the show notes uh to click a link that takes you to a place where if you're so inclined you could donate a little bit to help keep the lights on we have a big announcement coming up in october shall we say big announcement in october big so announcement outside of that please join big us next week when we close out hot film <laughs> summer by looking at heat, heat brought to us by ed from the film effect yes, podcast uh he's we, again one more giant thanks to jay salahi yes, director of northwood pie check that out available on amazon prime globally with the exception of the uk but you can still buy it it's just yeah. not free it's free everywhere else in the world but you know what is free what's that our download our download <laughs> is free go ahead and check that out on northwood pie that's right yeah four Best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And you know what Forrest said? I may not be a smart man, but I do know what a good podcast is. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid is a stupid does, and that's not downloading best film ever. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop. Because I said Santa Claus is like Hooker Mrs. Doubtfire. It's something that people overly um, romanticize. Yeah, yeah. And I think we have now been joined. I don't want to overly romanticize the entrance here, but <laughs> we had someone on earlier in the earlier in the year. We did. And the person made a very silly throwaway comment that he'd be happy to join us at any time if we were so inclined. And that person is director of Northwood Pie, co-writer of Northwood Pie, Jay Salahi. Jay, can you hear me? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Oh, that's awkward. Uh, uh, Jay is still connecting to the audio. Jay, can you hear us, buddy? No, you can't. Okay. Oh, Oh, this is... uh, I don't know what's happening here. This is a bit weird. Um... Do, 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 do. We can't hear you and you can't hear us. Why is that? Shoot. I think that was our fault, buddy. Can you hear us now? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. That's Yay. totally my fault. Oh, wow. Connected to oh, okay. I wasn't connected to the audio. What are the odds of that? It really had a hard time connecting. So I'm going to go ahead and do the uh, intro I did uh, earlier again. <laughs> Sorry about that.